Welcome to the Plastic Pleasing Store Podcast. We are your hosts, Trey the Explainer. And me, Miles Grab. A podcast about the natural world. Things that people claim are part of the natural world. And things that used to be. Just a quick word of warning on this episode. Although I think it's a pretty fun episode, Trey and I recorded this way past our bedtime because of circumstances. And so we were a little loopy this episode. So while I think it's fun... Uh, please just bear with us that we do get a little silly and rambly and you can hear me trying to open a monster energy drink in the beginning and it's a kind of an annoying sound so I'm sorry for that but uh, if you want to hear us talk about some dinosaurs please stick around thanks also I noticed my audio is low at parts I spent about four hours trying to fix it the best I could so uh, again I apologize for that Um, we try to have good standards on the show and we promise to do better in the future but I still think this is a fun episode, so I really hope you guys do enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Yeah, Trey, we did it. We're back. We did. What if what else been going on? I don't even remember what I did the last two weeks. I, mean, I have no <laughs> idea. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while, I guess, right? Yeah, and I just uh, I fell asleep. We were supposed to record earlier today, but I ate a big a meatball marinara. So. Oh. Nice. And um, it attacked my body, and I fell asleep <laughs> on the couch. And so Trey's like, "Bro, where you at, man?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit!" So I walked to Seven Eleven and I got a Monster Energy drink uh, so I could do the show. Now these things <laughs> taste disgusting. I don't know if you ever had them. I, I've never had a Monster Energy. They taste like laser beams. <laughs> I'm take I'm take a drink of this shit right now. Why am I doing? And I know that there's um like Christian moms who freak out about them. Ah, they think ah, that it's the oh my gosh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh God! Ooh, okay, so it tastes like laser beams. Yeah, it tastes like fucking laser beams, man. <laughs> yeah, it's the mark of the beast. It's satanic. You know, was that is that intentional or is that them just looking into it too much? No, it's not intentional. They just <laughs> They just tried to make a cool logo to sell stuff to kids in 2007 who liked Halo. <laughs> I mean, they didn't give a shit. Also, why are Christians so worried about satanic stuff? Doesn't Satan work for God? Like, Shouldn't they be kind of happy about it because it would mean the rapture is that close or, or something along those lines? Yeah, the thing about the whole thing is that it doesn't make any sense. And it annoys me. Oh, those Christians. Oh, those. <laughs> but but they do make some nice dinosaur sculptures, those Christians. They do. They they, they do amazing at the dinosaur sculptures. I, I don't know how they do it, but they do a pretty great job. <laughs> They're like, we're stupid dinosaurs. Just fucking try, people try to teach kids that God isn't real. We're going to make them look so freaking nice. <laughs> we're gonna make a we're gonna make a, a statue of out of a transitional fossil and make it look really great this proto whale with legs and we're gonna have it on the ark for no reason <laughs> That's right. oh it's really good oh <laughs> you changed your twitter profile picture I, I did. I did just before we, we started. I, I don't know. People might get upset with me. I'm trying to distance myself from the stupid, uh, the dipper sore dinosaur. <laughs> well, I'm just saying we're getting on the show to talk about dinosaurs. I, I know. I we know. We want I people know. to be excited about dinosaurs. 
And here my half dinosaur co-host goes and chases dinosaur thing right before the show. <laughs> There's a dinosaur off. in that. It's just kind of cut off. I'm trying to move towards like a different icon because it's like weird because it's like Gravity Falls themed. Just like I don't do Gravity Falls. I haven't done it in like six years. And and then you love Gravity Falls. I do. I've been I've been rewatching Gravity Falls, and then like I've got a greater appreciation for like the the creator who like really stuck his neck neck out to like mess with Disney sensors and stuff. Well, that's good. Anything to attack the mouse. <laughs> oh, it's like, so it's so funny. He like, doesn't care anymore. And he like posted all the, uh, some of the emails that he had corresponding with Disney, like what they can and cannot do in like an episode. And they're like, I'm sorry, we can't have, uh, we can't have spin the bottle in the episode. It's too graphic for kids. It's like, oh, they've had shoot. spin the bottle in shows for like sixty years. I know <laughs> some of the stuff is like really, really like it's so stupid. People can look it up online. It's like really Crazy. funny. Like every single like coming of age sitcom has a spin the bottle episode. It's like a cliche. Oh, they had to, he had to change. He had to change. Um, uh something you know like the the rhyme like something nantucket in a bucket yeah, as a dick so long you can suck it yes yes they had a they had a joke like that but it was like kentucky or something like that and they're like that's too that's too similar to the original you need to change it so it's like they said guy from kentucky or something like that that's un-american <laughs> yeah so gravity falls i like gravity falls i don't oh, know if it's like my icon anymore i haven't finished the show but I do like the show. Oh, nice! It's a good show. It's, it's no good. over the garden wall, but it's good. Oh no, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. There's there's been better shows out there. Over the garden wall is is just fantastic. Yeah, that's like one of the best shows ever made. If you ask me. Dun, 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 dun. I got some of the over the garden wall music stuck in my head. Dun, 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 dun. The little opening. <laughs> oh, that is lost. <laughs> something it's been no like copyright years. strikes <laughs> yeah it's it's great stuff mm. but anyways buddy i got a story this time you got a yes. story last time and then yes. we talked dinosaurs but i got a story this time oh i'm dying to hear it well okay um so we talked about uh zelandia last time right that's the big continent that um sunk into the ocean like 80 million years ago or whatever mm-hmm like parts of it are still sticking up. That's what our, our boy New Zealand and everything like. But um, oh that the, like the higher peaks that that remained that that didn't you know sink into the sea like Atlantis. That's basically the the islands and stuff that we have for New Zealand. And then there's this place between New Zealand and Australia called Lord Howe's Island. Mm-hmm. And on Lord Howe's Island was one of the largest insects that have has lived in you know the last bit. Obviously, there used to be some giant insects, and there's more oxygen in the air, but. Like in this environment, one of the larger insects. Um, I'm gonna try to say their scientific name now. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, Drycolorless australis, um, also known as the Lord Howe Island Stick and in- Insect or the Tree Lobster. Um, tree Lobster is really cool. That's a cool name right there. Some people call them walking sausages, but I didn't like that one. So I like that. <laughs> um, th- you know, these are big um, black exoskeleton looking bugs that look like sticks but they're very large insects really cool you throw you know check them out on your phone if you're listening Mm -hmm. um so they lived on this island for you know millions of years of course until eventually another species homo sapiens from scotland um they arrived in the ship the ss mckimbo 
they ran aground. They had to park for some reason. Something was going wrong with their ship. And when they landed in 1918, uh, they had a rat problem on their ship. And so black rats got off the ship and onto the island. So oh. This is a, per- a pretty familiar story. Um, a lot of times rats follow humans or other, you know, nasty creatures and they get out into the ecosystems and change them. So these black rats ended up taking over the island and, and they thought these things were delicious. It, like they probably named them tree lobster because they thought they were <laughs> good, you know. Uh, did you know, by the way, that uh, lobster used to be considered a really low class food? And they like really people in prison and stuff. I, I did not know that. I, I thought, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that that is because people bring up that fact a lot because it's kind of crazy. But it's because they didn't prepare them like we do now. Like now we just eat the claws and the tail. They would grind the whole damn thing up with like a mash and give it to you. <laughs> yeah, no wonder. That yeah, sounds like crap. <laughs> not, not really as good, right? <laughs> um, and, and and then eventually people on the island would would sometimes use these things for bait to catch fish, but mo- mostly their populations started to really just you know plummet because these black rats would eat them all, and they mm-hmm. didn't have any defensives against these things. Um, so through the decades, the numbers really decreased, and, and they were pretty much just vanishing. The people that eventually ended up settling there and living there like didn't see them anymore biologists didn't see them much anymore every once in a while as the decades passed some climbers who'd go to the higher like rocky parts of the of this mountain um they would find some of their exoskeletons you know because they molt or whatever or like they find dead ones but they would Mm -hmm. never find like live ones and so for like 70 years or so they thought they went extinct and you know that's pretty sad because it's a very like interesting kind of standout looking bug right yeah however off the coast of lord house island um there's a really it's a giant sunken part of this continent zelandia that like defiantly sticks out after all these centuries in the ocean and it's called bali's pyramid and it's a large gray sheer rock face that like it looks like it looks like a fantasy destination yeah it looks like something out of the the lord of the rings yeah, it's just it's just this big, like difficult to climb, sheer faced rock that just sits off on the coast, right? And some dudes in two thousand one went to go survey this rock and check out what's out there, and they they climbed, which is a difficult scale because it's like I don't know six hundred fifty meters something like that. Like you mm. have to scale the thing with with your muscles and rope, you know. You can't just walk up it. So they got up there, and um, there was one bush. Not at the very top, but very close to the top. There was one bush where they looked under, and they found some of these dudes. Huh. They, yeah, they found some Lord Howe stick insects after like 70, 80 years of them missing on this one rock, which I always thought was just really awesome, you know? Yeah. Um. So cool. Dang. Yeah, so they, they came again at nighttime because, you know, reports were that these things were nocturnal, nocturnal and they ended up finding 27 of the insects in total. Um, the, and these guys are really cool, you know, like they, they were all under a rock and everything, but they're, they're, they're really interesting creatures. A couple extra facts about them is like they can run super fast since they can't fly like much faster than you think they would for being a stick insect. And, um, they mate, they have mating pairs, like they mate for life and like stick together, which is pretty cool. Oh, that is really um, cool. Yeah. So they, they took a few of them. Um, they took some to the Melbourne Zoo and to San Diego and the, the Melbourne Zoo hair that they took um it took a while to get them going the female kept getting sick and she was being antsy 
But eventually, you know, the guy did whatever he did. He he wrote her a song, or you know, finally learned how to talk to her better. And they started. <laughs> they fi- they finally started repopulating. They went through therapy. Yeah, you know, whatever they had to do. Like he got his shit together, right? Um, so by 2006, they had 50 of these little guys hanging oh, around. Oh, nice. Yeah, and by today, they have over 10,000 of them. 10,000? Well, that's quite a jump right there. Yep. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. And they have, they have a whole bunch in Melbourne and the San Diego Zoo. And um, the they want to repopulate them in their natural ecosystem. Um, but first, they got to kill all these rats. So they've been mm. working on plans to drop these little poisonous pellets to kill all the rats and everything and replace them with... Um, eggs lord lord how island stick insect eggs so they can be birthed there and you know grow up and develop in their natural habitat so how how big is lord how island is it is it small i don't know i'm assuming it yeah i guess and i'm just trying to think of like eradicating all the rats on it's an like island a medium-sized island um it's not like as big as madagascar it's more like a hawaii one of the hawaiian islands okay i don't know like the exact size but it's, it's around that size huh. um yeah, and so like it's a pretty cool story of de-extinction, basically, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean it's technically not de-extinction; they were alive, but there's only 27 of them, and they were on one island off the coast that no one could get to. So it's just such a cool thing that they found them on this like relic continent mountain that is now a giant island, a giant island that sticks out of the water, and under one bush, these guys found this thing that was dead forever, basically. Mm-hmm. And then we're able to bring them back. And I don't know. I always, I always like this story a lot. Yeah, that's that's like really hopeful. That's cool. Dang. We let, I let people vote on the Patreon what story they wanted me to do. They wanted me to do this one, and which is good because I, I did want to tell this one. And uh, <laughs> also a little thing when I was uh, researching some stuff about this, one of the main breeders and trainers, I don't think it's a trainer. You don't really train in some, you know, like the breeder, the person who takes care of them at yeah. the San Diego Zoo. She totally looks like Ripley and has like that Ripley's 80s hair. And these things look a little like xenomorphs because they have like black exoskeletons. They do. They do. They're very smooth. Yeah. 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 So she was like hanging out with them. And she had the big poofy 80s Ripley's hair. So I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Aliens. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. It's a good so, happy ending too, I guess. Yeah. So, you know, we messed up and then we kind of unmessed up and we helped these dudes out. So. Hopefully they'll continue to do fine. We got good populations of them, and the world will have more creepy bugs in it. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's a good. That's a good little story right there. I like that. Yeah. I'm gonna take another drink of this disgusting monster now. <laughs> I, I have a second story. Is that okay? A quick one. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Oh, these are gross. Oh my god! <laughs> Speaking of gross, yeah. I'm gonna talk about the. Uh, I was a little bored, and I wanted to to keep myself busy. So I decided to cook a Roman cheesecake recipe oh. uh, from a little book I bought. There's a book; it's a book of ancient recipes, and uh, yeah, and it, it, they they essentially the book the author of the book took some surviving ancient recipes in like Roman or Greek literature and like modernized them, or at least like made them understandable to like a modern reader. So. Yeah, okay, I get- yeah, and it's filled with a ton of them, and all of them were kind of hard. So I was like, I'm going to choose like the easiest one, and it was libum or, or libum, uh, which is essentially Roman cheesecake. It is not placenta or placenta. It is it is more simple than that, um, and it was a recipe from Cato the Elder. So yeah. Oh, uh, one of our boys. Oh, our famous boy. He people people. I I post a picture of him. People think he looks like Mike from from Breaking Bad, and he and he does a lot. 
He's got that that weathered face. He's bald. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the the Sorry, cheesecake. I'm Breaking Bad reference. I I I was disappointed. I was like, oh. I was just waiting for the punchline. <laughs> that's it. He just kind of looks like him. He just kind of looks <laughs> that's like him. It's not, it's not I much was calling. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know Mike. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it's, I guess it's just an observation more than anything. <laughs> 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 yes. So this this cheesecake is served. Uh, it was served as a dessert for like ban- fancy banquets. And it was off- also like an offering for household spirits and gods during like ritual days. You could like go watch some lions eat some Christians at the Coliseum, order some of this cheesecake. You could get some of this libum. You eat it. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's like a stadium. You just look in there. You're like, oh, look at that. (laughs) It's a a good thing to do on a Thursday night, you know? (laughs) This, it seems like it was for really fancy people. Like this was a, this was a delicacy. Um, So it, it consisted of like flour, a lot of ricotta cheese, Egg, bay leaves, and honey. It's very simple. It was. It's like it's like five ingredients, and it was pretty quick and easy to make. Um, you just kind of had to mix everything together and then put it in the oven. And uh, yeah, came out. I posted pictures of it, and it was very. It was very. Eh. It was like it was. The first thing I said was like it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it it's weird. It's like not. It doesn't have much of a taste. It's mainly like a glob of like flavorless flour. And it just, it just, it, like, it's it, the only thing that you can really taste is, like, the sweetness of the honey. Um, it really helps you understand why we fought so many wars over sugar and spices. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because it's like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, borderline, um, like, it, I, I, I definitely couldn't eat the whole thing. Like, I had, like, a couple slices of it, but I'm like, this is, like, so, it's like eating Play-Doh. It's like, oh. Yeah, so you can imagine <laughs> the kind of war crimes that you would support to get yourself some sugar cane. <laughs> Kingdom, you know right because you're right because they didn't have granulated sugar like they there was like cinnamon was like crazy rare and there was all these myths about where it came from like you Mm -hmm. had to check a bird to get it and all this stuff like it's just crazy like (laughs) yeah access to these things is like a big deal because like their food sucked you know yeah yeah, it's it, it, exactly like it's like it seems like honey was like the only like sweet thing that they had like immediately available to them. And like even then they like used it sparingly. So it was like, oh, because like th- it would definitely be better if there was more way more honey and it was like baked into it instead of drizzled on the top. Um, yeah. And it, and it's funny to think like what like an ancient person would think of like modern foods. Like They would freak out, would, like blow their minds that like there's cookies that have like way more sugar. <laughs> there, there's a video of a guy going to like some sub-Saharan African tribes that are like um, still pretty like hunter-gathery, and, like oh, giving yeah. them licorice and M and M's and stuff. And they're and like, they, do they like it? They love it. They're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> they're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was, they, it was pretty cool. Oh wait, sorry. They, they take him out to like eat like honey off a comb with the larvae in it and stuff. Oh, nice. And he's like, all right, man. You know, <laughs> all right, <Mike. laughs> he's just trying to be very polite about it, you know. But he's like, I mean, bugs out of a fucking honeycomb. <laughs> that that accent reminds me of uh, I. So I posted about the Yowie recently. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Yowie? It's yeah, kind of like a minor cryptid. Yeah, yeah, I know the Yowie. Yeah, for people for the people at home, Yowie is essentially Australian Bigfoot. And it's like, it, I just thought it was really weird because I watched a documentary um, about these Yowie hunters. Like, you know, we have Bigfoot hunters here. They have Yowie hunters there. 
And I'm like, that's such a weird concept that like you believe in Bigfoot, like like Australian Bigfoot and like you're hunting it. Um, and there was this guy who like really got upset with me for like doubting it. He's like, I saw a Yowie. And like he, he sent me his YouTube video where he describes his encounter with the Yowie in, in broad daylight out like near Queensland. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> in, like broad maybe, daylight. Maybe the other kind of Yowie. Where he where he, he walked into a rock and hit his toe. No, 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 no. Uh, Yaoi is a uh, homoerotic manga. Oh, oh, Yaoi? Yeah, I don't know why I always call it Yaoi. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly. I never hear anybody say it. I just see it on the internet. <laughs> there, there's, there's, so the thing is, there's an archaeological cultural group um, in Japan and like Korea um, where that's the name. Like the name is, it's either Yaoi or Yaoi or. Maybe it's I thought it was Yowie, but I, I, th- I think it's pronounced Yowie, but but in my video I pronounced it Yaoi, and people got upset with me or something. I don't know. I'll have to go back. <laughs> I don't know. We'll cut that. <laughs> no, no, leave it in. Leave it in. Okay. I don't know. I don't know all the rules of these things. I just know that there's there's the the pretty boys flirting with each other manga genre. That's all. Oh, it's know. beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I get it for the plot. You get uh, yeah. He, well, you got to get it for the plot. <laughs> have you ever? Okay, this might have to be cut. Have you ever heard of Dick Fight Island? No. It, it got popular on Twitter. I'm surprised. How was? How have I not been invited to Dick Fight Island? <laughs> it's Me, a, a renowned it's a, dick fighter. It's a yoi. It's like a, a manga series or All whatever. Right. It's supposed to be like erotic or whatever. And it's like, but like I, I okay. This is, this is, I'm gonna out myself. <laughs> is this going in? I don't know if this content. I, I downloaded it just to see, and like the world building in it is like insanely dense, and like it, there's like dinosaurs in the world and stuff. Yeah, you trailer. downloaded it for the world building, man. I get it. <laughs> for the world building, of course, yeah, of, yeah, course. of course. <laughs> oh, where where was I going with that? I don't know, oh, man. I don't, I don't know, know where you're going with that. Roman cheesecake. Uh, it, it, it tastes bad to us, but. I think it's because we're spoiled. It was okay. There we go. Yeah, this whole thing ended up turning into like a Caligula's party barge story. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, fun. I wonder if that was served at the Caligula's party. Could be. No, he probably had some fancier shit. Right? Probably had fancier stuff. Yeah, I, I'm assuming that, like it would be more like modern stuff with like so much honey in it. Because anything, anything that some nerd would write down in a book, he would not have at his party. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the book is like filled with like the peasant food. It's like cabbages, the Athenian way. It's like, oh, hey. Otters, noses, ocelots, spleens. Got any nuts? I haven't got any nuts, sorry. I've got wren's livers, badger spleens. No, no, no. Otters, noses? I don't want that Roman rubbish. Why don't you sell proper food? Proper food? Yeah, I know those rich imperialist tidbits. Oh, don't blame me. I didn't ask to sell this stuff. I guess I gotta put the Life of O'Brien clip right there. Life of O'Brien's great. Life of O'Brien is like a piece of art. (laughs) It's been a while. It's been a while since we've recorded one of these. (laughs) Heck yeah. yeah. We're doing great. This is a great show. I want to thank all of our Patreon supporters for making this possible. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Patreons. Well, anyways, but let's get on track. Yes, yes, please. Sorry, I went way off track. I'm, I'm so sorry. All right, and now it's time, Trey, for 
not Monster Quest. <laughs> not Monster Quest. Not Monster <laughs> Do Do we have a jingle for Prehistoric Park? Yeah, I just play the intro and it's like, Dinosaurs! <laughs> they did some stuff. Planet Earth, 66 million years ago. Skies are filled with flying giants. In the seas, monstrous reptiles patrol the depths. And on land, dinosaurs of every kind, all facing the struggle to survive. We now know so much about a world that was ruled by the dinosaurs. This is their story. All right, what do we what do we got here, uh, Miles, for for episode three? Oh, episode three of prehistoric planet. Goes yes. to the fresh water to oh. see what the dinosaurs do when they have a day at the lake. <laughs> a day at the lake. Yeah. The, the sex lake. That's like a thing in paleontology that's become a meme. Sex uh, lake. Sex lake. It's it's this idea that this was floated. I don't know who it was floated by. Hey, that was a pun right there. I didn't even mean yeah, to that. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> by a paleontologist. Maybe it wasn't even a paleontologist. It was a guy who believed <laughs> that like uh like bronto like uh not brontosaurus like sauropods in general were like too heavy to like have sex on land so like they went to have sex in lakes so it was like sex lake <laughs> what a story mark I mean, and i don't i don't think that's a thing anymore i think that's that's, that's no, not. It, it's not that good having sex in the lake it really isn't <laughs> you get leeches oh no it's just you it's just it's it's um, it's just, just don't do it. It's not, it doesn't work. Out. It's, it's not as good as you think it's going to be. It's all I'm trying to. Do. <laughs> um, so yeah, fresh fresh water. So this is cool. This is all like the the, the lakes and streams, and maybe we'll get bayous and some swamps, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, right? Because things take place near the water. Yeah, because first we had coast, now we have deserts, now we have fresh water. I'm a big freshwater ecosystem guy myself. I grew up with the pollywogs and the frogs and the newts, and I like to go fishing. So I like the fresh water. It's my jam. So maybe we'll see some of my friends with their past versions here today. But where do we start out? We start out with fucking velociraptors. We do. We do. Yeah. So we we see a big cliff face, right? And there's a waterfall, and there's a there's a bunch of little um, what do we got? Pterodactyl dudes. They're, yeah, they're like pterosaurs. I don't think they're ever named, but they're they're pterosaur species colony that's on the cliffs, kind of just chilling. Yeah, so a whole bunch of them, and you know they're acting like birds. They, a whole bunch of them together. They got little nests and stuff. Um, and then we see the the raptors kind of come down and hunt them. Mm. And what's really cool about this because the the raptors look awesome, mm. you know, which we talked about in the last episode. They Really cool design on them. Um, and part of the thing is with the way they designed their feathers and setup was that they're good for angling their bodies for like moving down cliffs, right? Yeah. 
so they can like dragoon things. They can like jump up and then like fly down and like stick them in ambush. That was really cool. Like, I, like I've heard about those theories. Like, there's like the idea that they use their wings to to run up like inclines. Like, yeah. and, and and that's it. Was like that's really cool. Like how like they're able to like float down. Never thought of it that way. Yeah. So like obviously they can't fly, right? So mm. Like, but the the wings allow them to get this like aerodynamic basis where they can like soften their blow when they go down cliff faces or kind of like turn or curve a bit in the air and get hang time like a basketball player might want to do yeah and so, yeah so it's really cool they're like a little michael jordan killers out there <laughs> uh, they kill michael jordan but they they kill <laughs> like michael jordan would kill if he was fighting a pterosaur <laughs> which might happen in space jam 3 you never know oh space jam 3 dinosaurs that'd be great that sounds awesome <laughs> dinosaurs versus the looney tunes plus michael jordan an old, <laughs> old Michael Jordan. <laughs> bring back the crying meme when like fucking uh, Daffy Duck dies or something. <laughs> Do you bring back Newman? Ah, God, this is terrible. Don't drink What's a monster. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were saying my joke is oh, terrible. I was like, oh, oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Trent. No, Newman's good. Newman's good. Um, yeah, so. I think that, that everything that happens in this scene is very plausible, very realistic to me, mm. and um, very fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. It felt like pretty brutal, like rolling down the cliff and like the blows and stuff. It was, it was pretty crazy. One crash is pretty bad, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They like they drop the the pterosaur that they got, and then like they have to go down and and catch it. Um, reminded me of like the video of like snow leopards hunting on like the edges of cliffs, where you'll see them yeah. like take these big tumbles and. It's really like anxiety inducing. Yeah, and snow leopards don't have cool feathers and stuff. So Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Dang. Very, very cool scene. Um, where was this supposed to happen? Is this uh Velociraptor, I'm assuming it would be in in uh Central Asia somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think Velociraptor, I think there's multiple species, but like one of them's in Mongolia is where like they originally discovered. I don't know, like how fresh watery the scene is. It's more like yeah, nice. yeah exactly. Like yeah, I, I felt like a similar way where the, like the freshwater connection is very tenuous. Like it's just a waterfall happening in the it background. Just is a water, like waterfall. Yeah, because it's not really about like, things in the water, things around the water. I mean, obviously, water brings animals, right? So like you're hunting near it. But yeah, kind mm-hmm. of a tenuous connection to that. But it's a really cool scene, so we'll let it pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, where do we go next? So we go after that, we go to um, North America and uh, we see T-Rex, we see Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's it's done a fresh kill and it's like, we see this old male that's all beat up. He's missing a little piece of his, the end of his tail. Um, he's got like a fresh new scar, just showing that like the Tyrannosaurus Rex way of life is, it's a rough one because they got, they got their prey, it has weapons and constantly hitting them and stuff yeah it was nice because you know we had an extra nice t-rex in the beginning it mm. was like being a papa and now we get to see kind of a mean old gruff fighter man so the people who wanted that they get their big tough t-rex and then and then he goes down by the river sees a lady friend oh lady t-rex yeah well first they're like oh who's this other t-rex are they gonna <laughs> yeah. fight and i was like fight fight but <laughs> but they're not gonna fight because it's a lady and then they nuzzle. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm doing this like all centrally. And then they they kiss. They kiss Miles. 
Is this, is this how you've been flirting with people, Trey? This, this voice, buddy. I've been I'm very rusty. It's been a while. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, some things to work on. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Um, I hope uh, uh oh we'll cut this out, cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> a, hey, how you doing? Is that, is that your hey. <laughs> for people should we cut this out i don't know for people that don't know uh i was uh, i texted miles and i was and i had to get my windshield wipers changed and, and i was hitting on the the windshield wiper guy it was so bad mm-hmm. oh, his name boy. was brad right his name was brad we're gonna yeah, dock like, someone hitting on brad's tray like I know. I know. Fire for better than a Brad. (laughs) Brad was trying to put on my my new windshield wipers and was like struggling, like it was like his first day and he didn't know what to do. And I was like, "Do you need any help?" Like (laughs) it was so bad. And you're like, "Hey, (laughs) what do you think about uh, dinosaurs having feathers?" Oh, that's that's such a good pickup line. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Do you want to be T Rexes? We can nuzzle our faces because we're they're so sensitive or whatever. Uh, did you know that recent paleontological findings have shown that the T-Rex's nuzzle is uh, extremely sensitive? <laughs> that's pretty good. That's, I feel like that's actually pretty good to pick up on. Yeah, I think it's not. Don't do that. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so in the scene, right, they make it seem like they might fight. But then the lady, she comes across the water and then like she sees the dude and he has the scars and he looks pretty tough, you know. You might get infected and die, but it still looks pretty tough. <laughs> and then uh, they, they do a little nuzzle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't have good arms, so they can't really hug each other. Um, but 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 they have really sensitive faces, we believe, right? Like, this is an actual theory. Yeah. And you can you can see that on the skull where, like, they have a lot of, like, pits, like nerve pits. Like, mm-hmm. um, like p- pits in the bone where the nerves come out. And, and there's a lot of them. So they have very, very sensitive faces. I hope the actual term for that is nerve pit. Nerve pit. <laughs> a great name for a new wave band. Nerve pit. Well, that's the thing is like T-Rex had really sensitive like mouth region and then like really, really great eyesight. Like they could see each other really, really well. Like the best eyesight of like literally any dinosaur. Yeah. So they could see really well too. So that's like you saw her across the, the lake, the little river. And it was like, hey. I Actually, Trey, they, can, they can't see you if you don't move. Uh, <laughs> that's true. It came from uh, paleontologist Dr. Grant, right? The first ever dinosaur movie. <laughs> there was none before it. Yeah, well, that's the movie that invented dinosaurs. There were no dinosaurs <laughs> before that. Dinosaurs are re- retroactively placed in the ground by corporations to create hype for new Jurassic Park movies. That's terrible. That's terrible. There's probably people that actually believe that, Miles. Sure. The fact that I said it now is. <laughs> There, there's probably people that first learned about dinosaurs through Jurassic Park. Like, they didn't know that they existed. And you're like, what the I mean, fuck are those? Holy I shit. Mean, this is not the same, but when the movie Pearl Harbor came out, a lot of people did not know that that happened. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's terrible. I remember That's... talking to people in my hometown. They're like, whoa, shit. That happened? You know? And I was like, Yeah. Dude, that's why we got into World War Two. Like, <laughs> like I could understand something like that with like, I don't know, some obscure war or battle or something. But that's like literally World War Two. That's the like, biggest war in the history of humanity. Yeah, like I feel like you kind of, kind of, kind of know that. 
the, the day that will live in infamy. Yeah, yeah, right. No, it didn't. Yeah. I, guess for I have no people. idea about any of this. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. People don't know some shit, man. Every time I think everybody knows something, like I get proven wrong. Like yeah. I got in a fight with my roommate the other day because I was saying everybody knows Leviathan, you know, by mm-hmm. Hobbes' book. I was like, it's fundamental to like Western the history of Western thought. Like every educated person in America knows this, and apparently nobody does because I asked a bunch of people and nobody knew what I'm talking about. Like I was taught Leviathan. In, it's Hobbes, right? Yeah, Hobbes yeah. wrote it. Yeah, yeah. I was taught in, in high school. school. Like, and yeah, high school. I remember it in high school. This is a, we remembered, you know, because yeah. we're, we're fucking or staying up late at night talking to each other about gay dinosaur sex, <laughs> and like you know, other people they got better things to do, so they don't they don't remember Hobbes. But yeah, but you and me, buddy, we we're, we're we're on top of the world right here. We're we're pretty good. Okay, so yeah, yes. so. Is this the one with the arms? Do they do the arms thing? Do they do the? They they oh, they, no, have, they, do, they, do the they show the mating neck. right? Yeah. Well, hold on. He, they hold their necks up, right? Yeah, they hold the they necks up like, and they do like a crocodilian kind of thing, kind of thing. And the, <laughs> and the other one's like, "Holy shit, that's hot!" And so then they continue the species. And that's that's good. right. That's right. So yeah, um, more T Rex. I think that there's like a quota. We gotta have raptors and T Rex in every episode. We gotta have it. We gotta have them in every I mean, episode. I, they're raptors, really good. So I don't mind seeing them again. Mm. You know, but we, we, we're getting a lot, a lot of raptors, a lot of pterosaurs, a lot of T Rex. Yeah, that, that's one criticism I have of like the show. It's like I wish. See, this is the problem with setting it in the late Cretaceous because everything's more like when you're not going jumping different time periods. Um, like, like it would have been interesting to go to the, like, the Jurassic and the Jurassic and stuff because there's more diversity of stuff. And that's like you want to be introduced to like more obscure, like you kind of want to learn new dinosaurs. And, you know, everybody knows T-Rex, everybody knows Velociraptor. I guess they're they're doing it in like a new way. Like people yeah, haven't seen I, before. I think I think their decision is let's not just try to show people the newest stuff we found. Let's show them different things we've understood about things they know yeah right? yeah They're doing this yeah. expectation things but like not in a way that ruins a franchise in an online <laughs> is that i'm not gonna even ask oh yeah just leave it leave it um <laughs> but then we go we leave yeah. our t-rex and we go to uh swampsville mm-hmm. and we find we go find a uh, uh Smelly ass, duck build, hairy, gross dinosaur. Dinochirus. Dinochirus. It was both one of the, the stankiest, dopiest, and coolest dinosaurs there is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, this one was really cool. Like when I first saw the trailer, I was super excited for this one in particular. Because um, this is a dinosaur that's re- like relatively new. Like the backstory with Dinochirus is that um, in the 70s, they discovered the. Um, arms of dinochirus only the arms like from the shoulder down to like the fingers and it was in the it was huge and these giant claws it looked like uh freddy krueger kind of like yeah, giant his, name, claws. his name means terrible claw right yeah terrible claw because that's all they had they didn't they had nothing else so like when i was a kid you'd open up a little book and it would have just like the arms just a picture of the skeletal arms and it would just be like dinochirus we don't know what it looked like beyond that and it would be like holy cow that's really cool like that's like that's like, oh, it's all mysterious. I remember like like thinking that's really awesome. Um and then like yeah, other they're just there's just two giant monster claws, 
right? Right. That like do two DA damage. Like they're just like killer fucking boss. <laughs> and they're like, oh, what the hell had that? I don't want to <laughs> fight that. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a really famous photo of, I think, the paleontologist that discovered it. And um, he's like in the center and the claws are around him. So it looks like like he has like a like a, a ghost stand, like like they're fighting for him. <laughs> it, it looks really cool. It's like a really cool photo. Uh, yeah, and then people thought it was a predatory uh, dinosaur for like the longest time. Like it belonged to like a violent predator that was giant that n- nobody really understood. Yeah, I then, believe the way that the fossil, which a lot of it, of course, is a reproduction. Mm. Like one of them they have in an Asian museum. I forget which one. I think it's in China. I should probably research that, but I'm just going to nod. Um, but they have it like standing upright a bit more. You know, it, like it looks like more of like a stalking predator kind of monster. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, it looks, it looks pretty scary. No, it it does. It does. And and that's like, and so we didn't know what it looked like. And then um, recently, I think like 2010, they found a more preserved specimen that showed like the rest of the body. And it was even weirder. I remember when it first came out, everybody was like, this is so weird. Like it has like a hump and like a duck, like a duck bill. It's like, I think it's an ornithomimus, the, the, the ornithomimosaur, like it's related to ornithomimus, um, which are these sort of smaller ostrich-like dinosaurs. Um, that are herbivorous, uh, and that, so that was a big revelation. Yeah, but this guy looks like a freak of nature. Yes, yeah. He he. Dinochirus is really bizarre looking. It looks it looks really cool. Picture um, like a duck billed dinosaur, right? But like he he has like an emu back, so he has the big hump. Like the hump goes down to the the neck, and then he has his big claws. Um, and then his fur. It's like it's 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 like weird feathers, it's like long shaggy feathers. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the name for that is, but it's just it's fucking gross. Look, he looks like he smells <laughs> like, like it's almost like moose like. I was kind of a um the 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 choice to go with shaggy feathers was interesting because um we so it's an ornithomimosaur and we have smaller ornithomimosaurs um and uh that are pre- well preserved that show feathers and they're really really long shaggy feathers. Um, so they're like, so they kind of took that and went like, okay, this larger ornithomimosaur also probably had shaggy feathers too. Um, it's a, de- it's debated though. Like if like this larger animal would have the same coverage as a smaller one. Um, some people were like, maybe they should have it less feathered, like more, la- more naked, but with just some feathers on it. Um, like, I'm going to say this again. This looks like the smelliest dinosaur I've ever seen. <laughs> like this guy just like hangs out in like the mud ass swamp all day with mm. this big long shaggy fur. He's gonna get all the little gases from the plants and weird little mud things all stuck all over. You know? And like they mm. literally show him taking a giant shit in the swamp. <laughs> I see this guy, I'm like, that's one smelly, gross looking dude right there. And then like three <laughs> minutes into the show, they show him take a giant shit. Oh shit, shitty shit, goat shit, horse shit, 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 kick the shit, holy shit, piece of shit. Oh and my so god. They do. <laughs> they know. They know that he's the grossest of all dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> I do really like him though. I like him a lot. I, really, I, really I like it too. He and he's like covered in like flies and insects and stuff. Yeah, he gets um, attacked, which you know happens to uh, large mammals today, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a this was a cool sequence. Essentially the sequence was really short though. It was like he had an itch and he goes over a tree and itches it and then that's it. Yeah, it's an expensive scene. <laughs> this dude. 
I guess my favorite part of the episode, though. Yeah, because you're right. Because you're right. Because they had the they had a practical model in it, right? They had like practical arms and like fur or feathers. Yeah. Oh yeah, this scene is an expensive scene. Here's yeah. one thing that's a little disappointing to me, though. Like we don't really see under the water much. No, you know, like maybe this is just me. I have a I love ponds and stuff. I always like looking into the ecosystem. And like I used to have a little microscope as a kid, and I would like I had no idea what I was doing. I was making all this up and lying to myself. But I would like collect samples and write down what was in the water and shit you know mm-hmm. um and like i i just want to know what's in the little underwater worlds because they're like magical little worlds that you know are transparent you can see into them. yeah so, like i, I want to see what's swimming down there and like how they interact with them and stuff and and like what kind of amphibians and little fish there are and like you know like there's got to be there's all kinds of cool crocodile species that live here there's crocodiles that I mean, it's not even the right word. There's things that evolved to the crocodile niche and phenotype that aren't even from the crocodile family that lived in this time. And, like, mm. we don't get to see any of them. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And so, yeah. I don't know, like, it's supposed to be freshwater episode, but so far, they've literally taken a giant shit in the freshwater. <laughs> like, literally, from our guy. You're right, because it's a freshwater episode, but there's no, like, animals living in the freshwater except... But even the yeah. lasmosaurs at the end, they're not, there's, there's saltwater animals brackish. that are swimming and yeah. That don't yeah. count because it's brackish. Yeah, like, this so, is a missed opportunity. I agree. So far we have a waterfall, which, eh, you know, and then, <laughs> then we have cross, crossing a lake to have sex. That doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't count. And then we have, we have, you know, shaggy smell bad taking a giant shit and eating a bunch of grass. <laughs> and lake. look, I, I loved it. I loved every minute of it, but I'm just saying, I, you know, it's not really freshwater ecosystem, man. Because you're right. Like they could have done like Dinosuchus. They could have done like all. Yeah, the... Dinosuchus. There's a whole bunch of Suchuses, right? Yeah, they could have done like Spinosaurus. That would have been perfect for the the, yeah, the water. Because you're right. Like that Spinosaurus, um, the Kim Kim formation or whatever it's called, um, has like a whole bunch of giant fish, like giant like coelacanth relatives and. And Spinosaurus and all kinds of like huge, huge, crazy fish all coexisting in this freshwater environment. I mean, I know they're not here, but doesn't like Hell's Creek have like all kinds of different stuff? We have tons of fossils from Hell's Creek. Oh, yeah. Hell's Creek, we have like all, we have like a lot of the food chain. Like there's a lot of crocodilians. There's a giant, not giant, but like relative to us, it's a large amphibian. Um, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, you're right. Now that I think about it, yeah, they really miss, they dropped the ball with. Fresh water because it really isn't about fresh water. No, not really at all. <laughs> um, but okay, so we 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 meet we meet Gross Duck, and I love him. He's my favorite so far by far. Um, real weird, nasty looking fucking dude. <laughs> I, I would get a poster of him on my wall. Um, oh, I'm like, yeah. Now that I'm looking up the Kim Kim like formation, like the group where Spinosaurus lives. That would have been awesome to see the sorry, I'm going off topic, but it's like they have giant sawfish, they have giant coelacanths and lungfish. And like, oh, that would have been so cool. And like they're huge. They're literally like the size of like whale sharks. And then there's Spinosaurus, of course. You don't even have to say much about them, right? Like you could just like show this dude going through the water and have the things kind of like do stuff around him as you're telling the story. Right. You know, you could like you basically you show him do something, then like he goes, and then Dave Hatborough's like this particular duck-billed bastard was the smelliest <laughs> of all the dinosaurs. In fact, the smell itself has fossilized. And like <laughs> while he's saying that, that's when you could show the other things doing a little story, you know, because they'll be doing the visual part. Like I, they should have called me. I could have helped. It's still cool. I still like it. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. Also, and, if David Attenborough, you know, can't go anymore, I'm I'm welcome to step in and narrate. <laughs> I would love, I would love Miles narrate. I think you do a good job. Thanks, buddy. It would just be, I guess you just need help with the, like the pronunciations, but oh, there's I'm people not, there. I'm say them how I say them, that's what it is. <laughs> well, I, mean, I already, I, I always call Dino Chiris, Dino Chiris, Dino Chiris, which is, Dino I Chiro. think, wrong. <laughs> Look, if they can make an Avatar movie and can't say Aang's name right, and can't say the word Avatar right, I can say the dinosaur name however the fuck I want to. Are you the avatar, Ong? Well, no, you know, the, the critics are, I don't know what's going on with me and the critics in the United States, I gotta tell you. Like, in this case, I went to Japan next, and then they're like, genius! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, I, during the pandemic, I watched those, because I'd never seen them growing up, right? And yeah. I was like, holy shit, I actually watched something good that my grumpy old man brain appreciates. And oh, I was the so series. Happy. Yeah, the series yeah. is great. Yeah, I watched it. I was like, this is fantastic. This is everything I always criticize other things for not being. Like, this is this is good. It's a good thing, finally. And then, like, I watched the movie, right? And I mm-hmm. knew that people weren't, you know, hyping up this movie. People don't got underwear and socks from this movie. People don't like it. <laughs> but I was like, you know, fuck, I'll give it a shot. Right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's so bad. Jesus Christ, Trey. It's just a disaster. I spent, like, two weeks of my life watching like biographies and stuff of M. Night Shyamalan, trying to figure out what the fuck happened to this guy. <laughs> I'm Chris Underwood for Real Channel on the Century Rio 24. You check out the first fans for the last Airbender. And I must say, this is my favorite first fan so far. All right, we're here with some of the younger first fans for the last Airbender, and we'll start with the youngest. What do you think? It sucked. It sucked. It's terrible. It's horrible. I really didn't like it. But some believe. There is still hope. Here we go. Pretty much like they skipped through the entire movie pretty much. They rushed the entire thing. Like it didn't like explain things fully. The movie could have been as bad as it is right now. And if they had just called him Aang once. Just back away really slow. Aang. It was too rushed, dude. They didn't have enough detail in it. They skipped a lot of things. The acting wasn't good. The characters really screwed up each other's names. You don't take the main character and change his name. No, no, you don't. Because it's such a letdown. His name is Aang. I gotta tell you, I've never been more disappointed in a movie. I'll be happy they at least said Aang once. Aang! I thought that um, it kind of sucked if you like av- uh, like Avatar the show. I don't actually think M. Night Shyamalan has ever even seen this show. I want my money back. Wow. And I actually wish I had my hair back, too. We recently saw the midnight premiere of Eclipse, and we're big fans of that, but I think this was definitely better than that. I should have gone and seen Twilight. Easy, guys. Easy. Let's take it down a notch. I don't want to diss it. It was bad. Don't go see it. I want to tear down M. Night Shyamalan. I think they took out the best parts of this movie. Momo. I never heard the name Momo once. June wasn't in the movie. I should have been. There was a young lady dressed as a Kyoshi warrior, and she has actually taken the costume off because she wasn't even in the movie. And just so can I can point out, we have a line of people that I think that, I don't think, did any of you guys like the movie? No! Yeah, they didn't like it. For Real Channel, I'm Chris Underwood, and I'll see you next week. Right? It's like such a mystery. Like, I don't think science can explain it. 
like how this guy can make this film and be as weird and have as strange of like like instincts on how to tell a story as this fucking dude. Yeah. Yeah. It, I agree. It's like it's like it's like he tried to make it that bad. Like adapting <laughs> adapting <laughs> Avatar <laughs> to like a live action is hard, but like like really bad. Oh my gosh. Remember Pen did you did you notice Penis hairdo? What's up? <laughs> there's a there's a girl um who's Sokka's girlfriend for a bit yeah. the moon moon spirit girl yeah moon spirit girl yeah the, that's the famous uh my girlfriend turned into the moon yes uh, yes <laughs> that's rough buddy um, <laughs> the best line written in the last 20 years probably <laughs> just the delivery too and the, oh, moon spirit girl. And the best thing is is Zuko's like trying to be relatable and be nice you know <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't. He doesn't ask about it. He doesn't. He's like, I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> We're friends, though. You know, that's a man. My first girlfriend turned into the moon. That's rough, buddy. Okay, yeah. So the the girl, Moon Spirit Girl, in the Avatar movie, there's they try to do her hair, but in one shot they have it from behind, and it looks like it looks like a penis. It looks like a oh, dick. That's good. Attract a certain kind of male, maybe. Um, <laughs> but dude, I love the scene with like they meet and they don't have any time for them to like have character development. They're like, oh, we met the princess, and they became great friends, and she's a character now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then it's over. The All just the humor is gone. Well, this is the giant aside about the Nickelodeon uh, show Avatar. It has nothing <laughs> to do with these dinosaurs, but you know. <laughs> come for the dinosaurs stay for the avatar it's kind of related avatar did you know the avatar universe um real quick what did what did you think of Korra? did you like Korra? Uh, i think avatar is a 10 out of 10 which is mm -hmm. like something i really do not say about things if anyone knows me you know mm -hmm. i think Korra is like an 8 out of 10 okay. so i like Korra. i think Korra bites off more than it can chew a lot of the times because it yeah. tries to have more mature themes um which i think they have good instincts on like how to set them up but I don't think they resolve them very well. Yeah. Like, this is a whole yeah. giant. We could maybe, if people want us to talk about this shit, maybe we can. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sorry, sorry. The, yeah. the reason I bring it up is in Korra, they confirmed that, like, evolution's real in the Avatar universe. That's good. Unlike like, offhandedly. In, uh, unlike in Prometheus, that you're an apologist. <laughs> Prometheus. They literally call it Darwinian evolution in the movie, which is something it's, creationists say. And then they say bad. it doesn't happen. It's bad. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I've looked it up. Like, what is the idea with like, if evolution exists in the Prometheus universe and they think that like the, all the animals evolved on earth, like normal, like it's like evolution in our world, but humans are the one exception, which I think is just bizarre. It's like anthrotranspermia. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just for humans, even though chimpanzees and stuff, and there's fossils that look like us. Even, even though we come from other families of life, like this is just completely scientifically illiterate. Like it's just, it's a it's complete so, yeah. misunderstanding of what life is or what animals are to say something like that, you know? Mm. No, I, I, I that's indefensible. I yeah, agree. I know, but you love it. And that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't love it. There's no, things that I really it, like about it. Right? It is your favorite movie. There's things I really like about the movie, but I know you that like it's when the geologist who's also a master engineer uh, goes over there and then gets lost, even though he has two amazing, <laughs> even though he has robots. the map. <laughs>
Do you like biologist... it when the biologist guy sees strange goo and then he puts his finger in it? <laughs> That's part you like. He sees a, a snake creature and takes and like gets really close and like touches it. Like this, oh God. a scary, like evil vagina snake monster. He's like, Oops. it's so bad. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, I, I, I like Prometheus. Like, I like it. I like the aesthetic. I like the ideas. But I, like, I hate the execution and like this the the stupid the stupidity of the characters. Oh my God. Yeah. Great okay. movie. Great <laughs> so after that, after the the Dino Kyrus poof thing. We talk. Yeah. We see a, a Quetzalcoatlus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see which, Quetzalcoatlus, uh, right? Yeah, Quetzalcoatlus, which is uh, one of the biggest pterosaurs that there is, right? Mm-hmm. I think there are bigger ones, but this is like one of the biggest ones there is. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they're you know they're freaking rad, right? They just look hella cool. We got giant heads, they, giant they heads, cool. big beaks. They can fly, even though like they're huge. Now they're on- we only have fossils of them in North America, correct? Uh, I think that's right. Yes. Yeah, but it says we're down in Africa, though. Yeah, yeah, that's where they're they're going with like the idea that they can do trans oceanic flights. Yeah, they said trans rights. <laughs> trans rights, trans oceanic flights, and trans rights. Yeah, yeah, um, that, that's what we support. We're here to support two theories: one, Quetzalcoatlus <laughs> worldwide; <laughs> number two, trans rights for humans. Right. <laughs> um, that's right. Yeah, we got we have a lot of we have, we're about a lot of different things on this podcast. <laughs> um, I don't know, we're off the rails today, but it's good. No, no, this, it's fine. We're rusty. I, I feel bad. I took a nap to eat a meatball sub. <laughs> I'm having a day. I'm having a day. Um, anyways, yes. So I hope everybody still likes us, man. I, I hope you guys are, are are are. It's okay that we're going off topic. We're, we're we're a little rusty, but we're having fun, you know. Yeah, we're just trying to talk show. about. <laughs> so, so we got the Quetzalcoatlus in Africa, you know. Mm-hmm. So whatever, and he's not really by. I guess it's a she, right? She's not really by the fresh water, but she's like by a river, I guess. So it's the the, the explanation is that it's like an island in a river, and that's what makes it fresh water. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little. It's they're a really pushing it. Okay, so we got a Quetzalcoatlus where we don't know where Quetzalcoatlus could necessarily be, and we have fresh water that's eh, not really fresh water. And then yeah. we um, see him walking on the ground a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, is this something that they could do? Yes, they were very, very good at walking on the ground. Um, like they, like they were like specifically evolved almost for walking on the ground and being like um, the term that's been used with them is murder storks, where like they would, yeah. they're like. Um, what are they called? Marabou storks? Like there, there's an analogy to like a, a bird that lives around today that like people think that like an analogous to what its behavior would be like where they just stalk the ground and, and pick and eat up small dinosaurs and stuff. In fact, there is a French scientist who his idea is definitely outside of the consensus. Oh, um, but he, he be- and so I don't have any reason to believe there's credibility to it, but just to the point of arguing that they could walk, he believes they actually couldn't fly and only walk because they're so well specialized for walking on their legs or their Interesting. wings. Again, his position's outside the consensus. And, but, you know, just the fact that he could argue it in good faith um, kind of shows like how um, well designed these creatures were to, you know, locomote on the ground. Yeah. And there, there's been speculation, like people that like doing um, speculative biology and stuff, that there could have been like, so this is part of the group called the Asdurkids. 
and um like there's speculation that there could be there could have been like flightless as Durkids. like they evolved flight only to like lose it again and just hunt on the ground like fully um, well, that's definitely a thing that could have happened yeah yeah it was, it's, it's an interesting idea we always have to remember like our ideas of these ecosystems and stuff are based upon the things that fossilized right right so we're trying to fill them in with our niches and understanding of today but we only have you know maybe 10 percent of the picture at the very best of any one thing hmm. which is why you know this show is specifically designed to update the past our understanding of the past and what we know today and in 20 and 30 years if they remake it it would be different hmm. Um, not that we aren't learning some good stuff and some of the stuff won't change because it's, you know, pretty well founded, but you know, our understanding is changing all the time. So. Some people think that that's a weakness of science, but you know, they're dumb. It's the strength of science. It's yeah, the right. strength that is updating and stuff. And it's not infallible word. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid religious people. Yeah. So the, the, the female Quetzalcoatl is here. She lays some eggs, right? And, and she, yeah, there's so like a time had- lapse. She has a nest of quite a few eggs. Now we know that they, um, because we have uh, fossils of eggs and like their embryo, they can make two eggs at a time. Um, so she had quite a few eggs. So I don't know if that's super realistic for her to have that many eggs that she had, but you know, definitely could happen because I think because of the way they laid eggs, they'd be at different stages along the progress. If mm. she had that many eggs, but I could be wrong about that. Um, but yeah, she had a really big nest and she was, you know, hanging out with her dudes and then um, another lady comes around. Yes, it's a, it's a little rough. It's like the other lady is is angry. They don't want to share. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this part's pretty sad, actually. I know it I was got, like pretty dark. I got mad. So basically, yeah. what happens is is our girl. She's trying to you know set up her family, protect her eggs down here in Africa. She flew all the way from North America down to make her nest. She she goes off to hunt because she still has to hunt to eat, right? She goes to grab grab a bite. And then another Quetzalcoatl is an older female comes along, and she's not really down with feminism, you know, and she does not care about this other Quetzalcoatlist mother, and she just straight up starts eating the eggs. Yeah, like she messes up the whole nest. There's like a dozen of these eggs, you know. She worked really hard to birth these things, and but eventually the younger mother shows up, and she's like, "What the fuck? How could you do this?" You know, how could how could women drag other women down? We got to have solidarity. She's like, well, I got to have eggs. I don't give a fuck. And eventually she scares her off. And there's only two eggs left out of the whole hatch. Yeah. So it's it's I I wanted to fight that. (laughs) It was like pretty depressing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, bring back that T-Rex and kill that bitch. Oh, you know, like, fuck, man. How can you eat all the eggs? That's your own species. (laughs) Like you're. If that female didn't eat the eggs, maybe maybe the the Quetzalcoatlus would have survived the soon to be mass extinction that would happen they, soon. They might they might still survive, and then they would be down in Africa, and then it would be the roping. Oh no, not the roping, not the roping. Yeah, see, she ate the ancestors of the roping right there. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. We changed her much. She said, "It changed my mind now." Good, good riddance. <laughs> if I, I don't want Jonathan Whitcomb to be right, <laughs> I'll do anything I have to do to stop him. My nemesis, Jonathan, who doesn't even know of my existence. <laughs> I bought your book. Bought I, your book, I, Finding God and Pterosaurs, or whatever it was called. 
I have a lot of nemesises that probably don't really you do. I, I have a couple nemesises. Nemesi. Yeah. One of mine is um, um, uh, Mr. Plunkett's son. <laughs> Mr. Plunkett's son. Yep. That's a deep cut. More disappointing than my son. Yeah. And no, not going to mention it, but going to mention it vaguely. Um. Anyway. Yes. That scene, scene, you know, a little sad. Oh, there was, and then the scene that followed it was kind of depressing too. I was kind of repulsed by the this thing that happened after this with um, the Mashikasaurus on Madagascar. Oh, yeah, which they don't tell us we're in Madagascar in the thing, but that's where these fossils are. And I believe that Darren said on Twitter that the Sparta is supposed to be in Madagascar. So yeah, yeah, because because the other creature that shows up is also a, a Madagascar exclusive. Yeah, yeah. So we move from Southern Africa to where these. Quetzalcoatlus would have migrated and commit um, infocide on each other. And, yes. and then, then we go to the island off of Africa, Madagascar, which even to this day is known for its uh, biodiversity because, you know, like islands have really interesting evolutionary patterns because they're isolated. Mm-hmm. And this was true in the past as well as today. Mad- Madagascar has been isolated for like an absurd amount of time. Like I, even, even the Cretaceous, it was separated from Africa. And the, and the movies have been separated from being good for almost as long. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that a reference to the Madagascar movies? Yeah. With uh, Alex the Lion? Yeah. And they got the penguins. <laughs> they got the penguins? The penguins are the only characters I liked in that movie. Did you Did you not like the first one? I only seen the first one. Oh, okay. Madagascar 2 is not bad. I didn't know. Didn't watch it. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I, I just like that the penguins the whole time want to get to Antarctica or whatever, and then they get then there. They finally, get there, and they're like, "What the <laughs> fuck did we do? This sucks." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "That was funny." I laughed at that one. <laughs> this is a pretty good joke. It was pretty good. Yeah, that yeah. was good. That has so, nothing to do. With so, so, how many years is this? Sixty-six million years before Alex the Lion shows up in Madagascar. Yeah, it just, we have just a date. A reference people would understand. How many years? <laughs> It is before the Madagascar movie. We have a mommy Mashikasaurus with babies. And uh, Mashikasaurus, they, I mean, just to be really simple, they look like little baby T-Rexes, like that kind of form, right? It's, it's a theropod. Um, they have really weird teeth, though, right? Mm-hmm. They have British teeth. Ooh, what? Oh. What? <laughs> they don't really, in, in the design of this movie, they don't really go into the teeth too much. Mm-mm. Yeah, the teeth are interesting because they look like they're evolved specifically for like crabs and stuff. Yeah. So they they have pretty thick lips and a lot of soft tissue in this. So you really don't see their teeth, which, you know, may definitely have been a thing that happened. But um, the way the skeleton looks, if you just look at the skeleton, the teeth like towards the end of your mouth, they like stick out, not horizontal, but like hooked upwards. Mm-hmm. Like like it's it's definitely designed for something in particular. Yeah. Yeah, and then the Mashigasaurus family is eating crabs. Um, again, it's not really freshwater. It seems like it's near the ocean. It's like, uh, I don't know. Uh, and they're eating the there crabs. are freshwater crabs, but yeah. We're, we're on like you a know. beach, I guess. I don't know. I guess I, it, it looks like we're on a beach in Madagascar is what it looks like to me. <laughs> yeah, so they're eating the crabs, and then a baby Mashigasaurus breaks off, goes off on its own. Yes. So they they show them hunt 
like trying to hunt, and one of them's like, "I can do this. I don't need help from mom. I'm gonna go kill my own crabs, get my own food." But then, da 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 da, a giant frog named Beelzebufo. Beelzebufo. <laughs> a giant fucking killer frog. The de- is it the devil frog? Is that what Beelzebufo means? Yes. He's oh fucking God. Satan as an amphibian. He cares <laughs> nothing for families and loves the taste of children. <laughs> yeah, so 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 the one thing that he's hot shit and he leaves his mother and he goes off to hunt the crabs. Mm-hmm. Um and then yeah, he just gets completely ambushed, bamboozled, and hoodwinked by the tongue of Beelzebufo. Beelzebufo. He, he just grabs him with his tongue, wraps him up like like a fucking California roll, and then throws throws him down his gullet, and he's done. And, and yeah. the other dinosaurs are like, "Look, man, I ain't messing with that frog." Like, there's no, there's not <laughs> it was sad. The babies hid from it. The babies were scared of it, yeah, and then like I was scared of it. They made this baby dinosaur like make a cute little chirping noise, and I was like, "Oh, that was his buddy. That was Steve. That was his brother." I'm like, "That's terrible. That's like so sad. Like, oh my gosh." Well, it's cool because now he's gonna grow up and have a whole revenge story against <laughs> to kill these frogs. Yeah. And there'd be a big twist that they learn that like. The dinosaurs used to oppress the frogs, and that the frogs did it as a revenge killing. So they like they have to learn to to come together and form a new society together. It'd be it'd be pretty good. What? <laughs> that's a that's pretty interesting right there. I, I'd watch that. Yeah, maybe that can get the budget from one of your Game of Thrones spinoff shows, and they can make. Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> oh, be those a buffo spinoff. Oh, well, the, the frogs are scary because like they, they swallow things whole and like they suffocate them to death. Well, yeah. Did it, you see on Twitter the other day the frog tried to eat that big old bird? Yes. Yes. That was crazy. Yeah. they're like the, the bird's head is just like stuck underwater on this pond. Now, this is a freshwater ecosystem right here. Yes. And uh, and and then the guy like runs up to see what's up with the bird and this frog. It's a big old bullfrog, right? I don't know the exact species, but it's a bullfrog. And he just has its head all in its mouth. And like you pull it out, and the frog is like, you can see him. He's like, man, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I did this, but <laughs> but I don't feel like I'm back down. I'm a prideful man, you know. Yeah. And then like the guy's like, frog, let's fucking cut this out. And then the bird's just <laughs> like, I'm out of here, man. No questions asked. I'm not pressing any charges. I'm just leaving. Didn't didn't people complain about the the person on the video like trying to t- remove the frog from the bird's head? Oh yeah, and I yelled at some. That's stupid because um, the frog would have killed itself, right? I know the like, people are like, nature take its course. I'm like, nature, the frog is not going to eat the bird. <laughs> the, the frog is like one fourth of the bird's size. How he can't eat it? It doesn't work that way. Like, he doesn't know how to like skin the bird and cook it into parts. He's trying to swallow the whole thing. Oh, he's being a damn fool. Like, the man saved the frog's life. He saved the bird's life. <laughs> Look, sometimes we ruin whole ecosystems and destroy the world. Sometimes we teach a bunch of bugs how to fuck better, repopulate them, and save a frog and a bird. You know, yeah. like there, there's a duality of man. Everybody turned up, got shot. Some they buried alive. Right? Colonel? Green, what is that button on your body armor? A peace symbol, sir. Where'd you get it? I don't remember, sir. What is that you've got written on your helmet? Born to kill, sir. You write born to kill on your helmet and you wear a peace button. What's that supposed to be? Some kind of sick joke? No, sir. What is it supposed to mean? 
I don't know, sir. You don't know very much, do you? No, sir. You better get your head and your ass wired together, or I will take a giant shit on you. Yes, sir. Now answer my question, or you'll be standing tall before the man. I think I was trying to suggest something about the duality of man, sir. The what? The duality of man, the Jungian thing, sir. Whose side are you on, son? Our side, sir. Don't you love your country? Yes, sir. But how about getting with the program? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, Beelzebufo is freaking awesome. And yeah. um, I said that the I said that the swamp butt was my favorite dinosaur, but this is my favorite cre- creature in this episode. I, I, I just, agree. It, it's I really cool. Frog. Also, just like you get to say, Beelzebufo. <laughs> Beelzebufo is such a like a cool name to give that's, your thing. Like that's, that's like somebody that's, did good. It's a good name, you know. Like that's that's the kind of name that we need. Like I think people care about the environment more. More things are named like. <laughs> Beelzebub. Well, Beelzebub is like also really cool too. Like even like the translation, like Lord of Flies, like that's really cool. Yeah. How big were these things? They're like almost ten inches. Yeah, they're like the uh, they're like the size of cats. Um, yeah. Like there, there's modern frog species that are as big as Beelzebufo. Okay. So we could fight these things. Right? We we're could not, fight these things. Like, we're I not think, really. I think the uh, Goliath frog was like the same size as Beelzebufo. That's how I judge animals. By the, by what? How much you can ma- fight? The him? masculine urge to judge an animal by if you can win in a fight. <laughs> yeah, it probably would have hurt because I think it had teeth. It had like sharp, sharp little pin teeth, but I don't think it would kill you or I'll even kick like it. kick it. <laughs> I mean, like kicking like a sack of meat though that might hurt your foot. Rocky trained on sacks of meat. That's, That's how he true. got so strong to be Glubba Lane. He was in the he was in the freezer, so it was even hard too. And he got fired because he was lowest on the union. Or Rocky. Good oh, Rocky. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Yeah, so so, so that, after that, we have our last segment, right? That was, I think, like a three on our freshwater scale because there was a frog. There was a the frog. Okay, the frog. The frog is good. I, I redeem it with the frog. It's good. Okay. Then, so where do we go? Where's our last place? Last place is an est- like a, a brackish estuary. Yeah. Um, specifically and we see not <laughs> specifically not fresh water even if there's fresh water mixed in it's not yeah. fresh water because yeah. you can't drink it <laughs> brackish brackish yes they have they have elasmosaurs these long neck plesiosaurs swimming up the estuary beautiful wonderful creatures beautiful the kind of creature you'd name a podcast after Yes, yes, exactly. We're talking about plastic please. Two in a row we're still talking about plesiosaurs. That's awesome right there. Beautiful. Yes. Life has meaning. Life has life has meaning. <laughs> I would like to point out that we still have not seen any fucking crocodiles. No. Which is yeah, you're right, which is surprising because the, the Mesozoic was like the heyday for crocodilians. Yeah, and like I you know, I'm not a crocodile enthusiast. But I can spot some anti-crocodile propaganda when I see it, you know, and and it's just like, come on, man, just like one. Like, maybe they could have fought. You could have had to please or fight the crocodile. Sarcosuchus or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Like said, there's, um, uh, there's lots of sucuses. Let's see. When was Dinosuchus alive? Dinosuchus was alive in roughly this time period. They could have done that. Now, how do, how do we know about these plesiosaurs going inland? Obviously, we have contemporary examples that prove that. Um, plesiosaurs do live in freshwater lakes. Mm. 
Yes. Yes. I, there's like I know that there's some assemblages you that have plesiosaurs. I was talking oh. about the Loch Ness monster tree. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> it just went over my head. It's a cat. Well, I deadpanned it, you know, <laughs> and, and you were just trusting me, and I'm sorry. I thought that was my cue to talk about no. fossils. No, I was just, I was just saying, you know, like like where's the evidence the that plesiosaurs water? They love like, cold water locks in in yeah. Scotland, right? Scotland, yeah, yes. We, we got we have we have first party gynecological evidence <laughs> that these animals. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I forgot about the surgeon, the yeah. the, the gynecologist guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> gynecological evidence. Yeah. <laughs> We have an expert. <laughs> he's an expert on something. And he's here to tell you there's a big monster in that there, like. Anyway, yes. um, we do actually have uh, fossils from inland lakes and streams and stuff mm. um, from different plesiosaurs. So this kind of behavior is, you know, pretty likely. Yeah. And, and like we have like river dolphins now and stuff like uh, it would be interesting to think about if there were river plesiosaurs, like ones that exclusively lived in, li- in rivers and like evolved to it, which would be interesting. Well, we do have river dolphins, but we're working really hard to make them all go extinct. Yeah, that's the sad thing. Poor river dolphins. They're so cool. Like the idea that there's river dolphins is like so cool. I'd already killed off one of their most famous species. So. Uh, and it's not going much better elsewhere in the world, so. Which one was it? The Ganges River Dolphin? Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. That's the one I would I would assume. I know that we have like the best. The one that's looking the best, I think, is the Amazon ones. But who knows how long they have? I'll cut this part. But like, obviously, the Western world has millions of sins it can pay for. But it has had activist groups for the last 60, 70 years who've been trying to reverse some of that. Uh, yeah. China doesn't really have that. No, China yeah. does not. Give it. Yeah. Yeah, what is that? The yellow yellow river dolphin? And that's just yeah. that's just gone, right? It's it's sad. It's yeah. sad. You know, and I said like you can scold the West, but we've been trying and it, China doesn't even give a fuck. Like yeah. they care about the panda because it's worth a lot to them um, economically, but otherwise mm. they don't really give a shit. Yeah, Yangtze River Dolphin, yeah. It says critically endangered, possibly extinct. Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me if it's extinct. That's yeah, so obviously we're talking about extinct animals and cool ecosystems, but we have some cool animals that aren't quite extinct and some cool ecosystems now. So if mm-hmm. you love this kind of stuff and you want to see these, you know, large freshwater creatures, like, you know, care about your environment and, and get involved. Otherwise, yeah. they'll, they'll end up being creatures on a show that only exists in CGI, just like these. And that's sad. Dang. Once yeah. they're gone, they're never coming back. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, you're good. No, it's an important message that, like, in a thousand years' time, we might have, like, uh, fake, like, prehistoric planet-like documentaries about, like, modern animals. Like, that's scary. We will. This is the giraffe. It eats leaves. I mean, you can almost guarantee that pandas, rhinos, giraffes, elephants, um, orcas, a lot of Mm. large fauna... Tigers. I mean, all those aren't going to be here in a thousand years. Mm. Maybe a few of them. Probably a majority will not be here. Dang. I mean, that's you can almost bet on that. I don't know how you collect that bet in a thousand years. But I mean, (laughs) I mean, I don't know how they're still going to be in a thousand years. It's just I don't know how. Mm. I certainly hope so. 
But um, if judging by the way we talk about these things on Twitter is any uh, um, basis, then we're fucked. Mm-hmm. So the only way that they'll survive is if we revert to feudalism or whatever. <laughs> no, we revert to like Paleolithic. Anyways, just yes. I mean, obviously, this is a romantic look back at extinct species that went extinct in no fault of Homo sapiens. You know, we weren't around. We were we were stupid little dudes hanging out in the bush at this time. You know, so like life comes and goes and changes without our doing the climate the same way. But we have the ability to speed it up and change these things rapidly, not in the course of 20, 50 million years, but in the course of 150 years. And we also have the power to change it. Now, it's much harder to create than it is to destroy, and it takes a lot of concerned and disciplined efforts to fix these things. But if you see these extinct animals and you have like a nostalgia for these these periods of life you never got to see, just think about how people in the future will feel the same way about the animals that we let slip away now. And you know, just try to make sure you actually do your part um, to stop that from happening as much as you can. Yeah. Even though we don't have any animals as cool as Beelzebufo. <laughs> Beelzebufo uh, is, becomes a like symbol of the de-extinction movement. We bring it back. <laughs> we all behave. We'll bring it back. <laughs> we'll bring it back. It'll be like, what's the show that was brought back after being canceled? Firefly. And then it came back and everybody liked it so much and it saved the economy and then um, it stopped people from like Donald Trump being elected as president. And it's, it stopped Disney from buying Star Wars, and um, everybody's like <laughs> knees work really well as they age. And you know, it, it, the environment changed for the better, and everything went great. Everybody remembers that timeline. Oh, that that sounds like a, a way better timeline, right there. Yeah. If only we existed in that timeline. Oh. Clone Wars finished. It wasn't canceled by Disney. Fucking Clone Wars. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so that was Prehistoric Park episode, or Prehistoric Planet episode three, right there. That yeah. was our look at fresh water. Although we slightly lied to you, we hardly <laughs> showed you things in the fresh water, but it was still kind of cool, wasn't it? It was it was kind of cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, I liked the episode, but the whole time I was kind of just like, why? lying to me I, <laughs> I like what you're giving like like it's like if somebody's like hey man you know you want some indian food i'm like oh i'll have some curry and they like bring me over some like chow mein you know and yeah. sesame chicken or something i'm like well thank you that was awful nice of you i just i just don't know why you lied like so good episode not really about freshwater and i would have i love freshwater stuff so i would have liked to see freshwater dudes but oh well i'll get over it yeah I agree. I agree. This was, what would you rank this miles? Uh, 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 I'll give it, I'll give it a 7.5 because I like stink butt and the frog a lot. I feel like we've seen enough T-Rex and like pterosaur dudes, you know, if if we see more of them. Yeah. I'm going to give it a a seven, a seven flat. I I don't, I don't mind seeing the T-Rex, but I mean like, I don't know. The fact that T-Rexes have like nuzzle mating is interesting to me, but it wasn't like that exciting, you know? So, right. Yeah, okay. And it's like the Quetzalcoatlus, like, so the speculative thing in like one of the first episodes is the giant air sacs, right? 
on the seropod. Mm-hmm. Like that's like a cool speculation, one of the cooler ones they've done. Like in this one, the speculation is that they the Quetzalcoatlus went from North America to Africa, right? That's that's a speculation. But like they don't really play it off like a speculation or show the cool transit. So it's just like a thing they say. So it only really matters if you know. You know, it's so like the speculation got less interesting, I think. Yeah. But yeah, anyways. I'd agree with that. Yeah, because like, yeah, there's not much speculation in this episode. Well, now we leave Endor yes. and we go to Hoth. <laughs> See Wampas. Oh, that'd be great. Miles, Miles, that'd be a great idea. Like a, a, a prehistoric planet, like documentary about like alien planets in Star Wars. I don't want I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> you can't trick me into talking about Star Wars. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so we go to the Ice Worlds, right? This is Episode Four, Ice Worlds. Oh, Hoth is Episode Five, but <laughs> uh... this is your fault. <laughs> you did... It is my fault. Did... It is my fault. <laughs> yes, oh, yes. What's up? Oh. He shared with me the dick hair. Yeah, I just, I just looked at my phone and saw the message, and I saw the dick hair on the Avatar girl. Yeah, I mean she's a giant dick. Wow. How do they not like? Imagine being behind the camera, looking through the lens and not seeing that. Yeah, because they just gave up, man. <laughs> like, right? Like, shouldn't like that's a joke. That's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yes, ice worlds, people, people would, people were, I was kind of wondering about ice worlds, if there was ice during the Mesozoic and like polar regions and stuff. See, this was, I, I did not know this. Like, I know that there's lots of dinosaur fossils in like the Arctic and stuff now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that we all, we talk about it. It's, it's a thing, but I thought that they didn't look like this. Cause I, I guess I was wrong. Hmm. Yeah, that that's the thing is like so I didn't know that much about it too cuz the Mesozoic most people know that like based on like pop culture it was like a very hot time. Like the temperature yeah. was significantly hotter than today and it was warm and um and that's the thing like the the late Cretaceous didn't really have like ice caps um polar ice caps in the way that we think of them. Um they had like these things called like cloud caps where it was like extremely foggy and like wet um and people like there's a whole field of people doing like paleoclimate reconstruction um and so like they were cold regions they weren't really like like what we have now with like polar ice caps um, like alaska yeah it was like a lot yeah exactly it's alaska like it would be there'd be cold like, to like, like seasons and it would it would snow um some in some places like three feet per year um but most of the world was hotter and it was so like snow was less common but it still happened Especially yeah. in like the northern, northern and southern regions. All right, yeah, because I, I just I didn't really know that I had a different conception. So that that was interesting to see these environments, and yeah. you know you don't really see um, uh, dromaeosaurs, you know, velociraptors like in the ice very much. No, well, no. that's not true. I went, I I saw one. <laughs> I did see one in the ice recently, and something. So don't don't go see that. Is my recommendation. <laughs> So Ice World starts. It starts. We see a dromaeosaur, um, like a little little coyote sized dromaeosaur, walking around in the cold of North America, and they're stalking a herd of of Edmontosauruses. Um, yeah, which are, and, yeah. And these are all creatures that we found in, I believe, the, the 
the Brent's Creek formation, right? So like, I think you're right. Yeah, so they have a reason to believe that all these animals were here together. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was in the the Montasaurus herd is um, like migrating or being nomadic or something, and they need to cross a freezing river, and it's and it's really it looks really cold and and, and scary. Those dinosaurs, for people that don't know, are like the quadrupedal, duck bill looking ones. They, mm-hmm. you know, like hadrosaurs. Like, yeah, they kind of they have a similar niche like elk today, right? They're kind of like that. So. Yeah, yeah. And the dromaeosaur, this is something I noticed, the dromaeosaur does an underwing scratch, um, if you notice quickly, using like its back claws to like scratch its neck, yeah. which is something that both modern birds and crocodilians like do. So it was a, it was a nice little detail, like you'd miss it. It's pretty good. They don't, they don't say specifically what dromaeosaurs these are. Like, no, I think it's kept vague, yeah. I think it. I think like they're based off like an, un, an as yet to be named uh, fossil specimen that's like in the, the region. Yeah. And um, what do we see next? Uh, we see some Triceratops seeds. Oh, I was going to say that Montasaurus, like um, oh, it was okay. it was cool detail with the Montasaurus is that the scale patterns are like um, are based exactly on like those of like mummy specimens. Oh, um, cool. Like, so we know. So there's like fossilized mummies of Montasaurus specifically, um, essentially like a body was died and fell in a river and like was encased in mud and then that fossilized so it gives us like a mummy like it's like fossilized mummy and you see like the imprints of like the skin and like we have like entire bodies of like hadrosaurs it's kind of um, funny like when things fossilize like that because you got to think the animal at the time was like holy shit i'm trapped in the mud and i'm gonna die like this this is the worst fucking day ever and then like <laughs> then like later like these one little dudes that used to like be stupid little hamster things that lived in the forest like they learned how to walk upright. And they like find your fossil and they're like, holy shit, this guy was trapped in the mud and died alive. This is the best day ever. You know? <laughs> oh, they, they probably wouldn't die alive. It was more like their bodies like sunk to the bottom. Well, I mean, they, you, you kind of die alive, I guess. Die, you die alive. Die. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess, too. you know, I guess it's kind of a stupid phrase that I said doesn't make any sense. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. You know, the. So with from like mummies like this, they look at it's kind of interesting how they they figure out the pattern that like a dinosaur skin would have had. So they look at the different scale types and they have different shapes and sizes. And when you map them out over the whole body, you can see stuff like stripes, like this specific st- scale type is in like a line and on the other side is not that t- scale type. So like that's how we know that like Edmontosaurus looked pretty much just like this. Like, So do these mummified dinosaurs uh, prove that dinosaurs built the pyramids? Uh, <laughs> it would have been easier for them, I guess. Yeah, his neck is a crane. That'd some be cool. Dude was, some dude was tweeting the other day, like, "We still don't know how we built the pyramids." I'm like, "Will this ever end?" Like, <laughs> just it doesn't matter. People just keep saying that until. Well, that was the thing. There was a thing recently where, like, this guy tweeted out a picture of like the the stones that they used. They made the pyramids out of were like made in molds, like they were concrete. And and melted with a, a giant like lens um, up in the air, and it's like, what are you talking about? They just use rock. They just excavated. Yeah, they just it. use ropes and wood <laughs> and people's muscle. It's it, it, like they didn't have concrete. They don't need it. They could. They like literally. <laughs> I don't get. It. Like, there's literally a quarry at the Pyramid of Giza site. Like they literally walked like a couple blocks to get the blocks. Oh. Like <laughs> that's, that's the origin of the word block. That's where it came from. 
<laughs> is that true? That's kind of. I'd like to look that up. I could see that actually being something. I'd have just made that up. <laughs> yeah. So, but, so the thing is that Montosaurus, like, we don't know what color they were, but we know what patterns they had, which is really cool. So, there's that. There are dinosaurs. We pretty much know what color they were, like Archaeopteryx. And stuff. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Microraptor and and uh, all the rest. You, that's you, pretty you awesome when we learn that stuff it's just like yeah that's something amazing. like if you told somebody in like the 1800s or 1900s that like they wouldn't believe you like they they straight up would be like what are you talking about I'll yeah because we, we know like. so much more about like the the world on a smaller scale like just like chemically and everything it's so like we can just learn so much you know it that's one cool thing about science is like the interdiscipline discovery process mm-hmm. you know like you can learn this part about the past or the present with this field but it takes a completely other field of science to unlock different parts of it. That's like right. kind of shows how it works and how they're actually working together to describe the, the material physical world, because when their disciplines are applied to each other, it unlocks new things. You know, it's just it's freaking awesome. Yeah, it is. I, I agree. Like the fact that like we wouldn't know that without like chemical analysis and chemical analysis is like the whole separate field. Yeah. And it took people to design different lasers to understand like how the lasers hit the lights and then to learn what chemicals that means based upon the way that the photons bounce back and shit. Like people are rad and smart sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. That's really cool. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go science. Way to go science. Um, So after that. I'm doing it, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) After that, we talk about, we uh, see, a bunch of male ornithomimus is ornithomimus i, um, which are related to Dinochirus, the pooper. Um, they're yeah. like smaller relatives, um, and they're they're uh, building nests on a little island. Uh, this should have been freshwater too. At this rate, it was. New I, I think there was one of these in land before time. At one point. Oh, with uh, there ornithomimus. Yeah, I, I could see ornithomimus. Maybe maybe Gallimimus. I don't know if Ornithomimus was known yet. Was it not? Yeah, no, yeah. I'll show you. Look, Land Before Time. Here's one right here. Let's see it. Let's see it. I mean, you can quite you can question the you know like how it looks, but it is technically supposed to be an Ornithomimus. Also, I fucking love Land Before Time. So. <laughs> the Land Before Time Wikipedia. Yeah, oh, look at it. Yeah, oh. scroll, scroll down the Wicca. And then like they sh- uh, one of the first pictures they show it trying to eat Littlefoot when he was an egg. Yeah, look at that. Oh, and then they have, di- they have Dimetrodon coexisting with Ornithomimus. That's pretty good. Yeah, and <laughs> the one one dudes that aren't actually dinosaurs are there. <laughs> yeah. dun, dun, I mean, you know, don't don't be harsh and laugh before talking about it. science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know. Yeah, it's a got an Ornithomimus in there, you know. So. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. And essentially, in this segment, they're building nests. The males are building nests. And uh, one steals a stick from the other, right? Yeah, what the fuck? It's kind of like humorous. It's like, whoa, he's stealing sticks. I like all those things where people tweet like, oh, humans are so terrible and worse than animals because of our green stuff. I'm like, animals are steal from each other. They don't give a shit. Like, we, we got the mom earlier eating the other one's babies. These people stealing twigs from each other's nests. Like, nature is mean. Nature is not nice. Yeah. Yeah, nature sucks. Yeah. yeah. No, it does. It's good, but it's also mean. That's mean why we invented houses to keep away from nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After that, we go to a Loro Titan, mm-hmm. um, which are uh, some hadrosaurs that have these really funky headgear, right? On the top of their head. And they're going to uh, raise their offspring 
in these volcanic fields in what looks like what looks like today, like Iceland or something like that. Um, yeah, which, then this is interesting. Like the idea that dinosaurs reused and revisited like the same nests year after year. Um, this is something that like we think happened pretty certainly that they were colonial nesters um, and they just reused the same spot. Um, they were colonialists. That sucks. They were colo- oh, God, they're I guess they're canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and, and there were probably dinosaurs that used volcanic heat to warm their eggs because we see a lot of um, like fossil specimens in that is that near volcanic areas, um, which is which is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Then we have the nightmare thing, right? We have like the terrible, terrible segment where the mosquitoes come out. Yeah, like- and they like literally like it's the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Where like they suck it's already scary enough like being sucked by a mosquito like a bunch of mosquitoes but then it's like they literally kill them by sucking so much blood yeah and the parents leave some of the babies behind that can't keep up during that's screwed up yeah like mosquitoes have just been destroying all the larger life <laughs> I'm sure, yeah i'm sure pretty... they're important for ecosystems or something but they're just they're just inconsiderate should we should we do the the crazy genetics plan uh to the miles have you heard of this where they're gonna yeah, in florida they were, they were going to release the mosquitoes with the um, uh, with, that are genetically modified, so they only have male mosquitoes. Yeah, that's a good plan. <laughs> no, that would wipe out the ecosystem. <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need mosquitoes. We'll get a different. We do. Kind of we do. We'll get a better bug, a nicer bug. <laughs> like, like I don't know. We'll just think of a bug that's cute, but fish, fish still like to eat it. We'll just mm. put that bug out there. Mm. One that doesn't spread West Nile virus. West Nile virus. <laughs> uh, yes. So, moving on from Allure Titan, I'm I'm banging through these. I'm sorry if I'm yeah, going yeah. too fast. Well, it's, it's okay. I mean, you know, they they go, they lay their eggs in the volcanic sand. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, are there like Russia here, right? Where are Allure Titans? I think it's like Northern Asia, somewhere like that. Let's see, like the uh, continent of Asia. Let's see where Allure Titan. Allure Titan is Russia. You're right. Yeah. 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 I know oh, some. There we go. Yeah. Check me out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we then we come back to North America, right? Mm. And uh, um, we're looking at a little. He's, he's not a raptor, but he's similar dude. Yes, um, little bird guy, a little troodontid. Yeah, and so he's a real, really cool, like little sleek looking raptor guy. And he's running around this forest fire. Mm. And what he's doing is he's noticed that all the little critters that he likes to eat. They don't like fire, of course. And so they're like scattering from under their protective things when there's a forest fire. So he's picking up branches that are on fire and dropping them around to increase where the fire is, hoping more animals will scatter so we can use the fire to kind of hunt and like kind of like drive the animals to areas so we can snatch them all up, mm. which is which is really cool because it's showing him like using tools basically and and harnessing his environment. You know, a little scary if you're the other animals. Um <laughs> But pretty cool if you're a fan of uh, raptors fucking shit up. Yeah, he's an arsonist, and yeah. th- this is something that modern birds uh, like have been reported to do. There, yeah, there well, are they, some species they do do it. I um like four or five years ago, uh, I was on a different podcast uh, talking about this, and I had talked to the people that did the study in Australia. They um, found some birds actually doing this and recorded it finally, because like a lot of different ad- Aboriginal groups have reported that this would happen. That like 
they're not ravens, but you know, it was a blackbird. I forget the exact. They were like kites. I think they were kites yeah. or hawks or something like that. They they will pick up um, things that are on fire and drop them to create the fire, and then they like follow the smoke and flame, and then eat all the birds in like a feeding frenzy. And they've learned how to do this. And, like this That's is crazy. like kind of a mythological thing you'd see sometimes. You know, these firebird right and um yeah it's a real thing that's documented and reported to happen um we obviously don't know if this animal did that or not but i really like this kind of speculation because you know these animals um were predators they were hunters they they probably had a certain intellect to them and this is the thing that we see species do today so it's it's a really cool speculation it's fun to watch and uh it's a little terrifying you know because like i don't want to fight that thing but Mm. uh it's cool yeah, it, it's definitely like one of the most ambitious speculations that they made. Because yeah. um, there's people that have speculated that dinosaurs use maybe like simple tools like sticks or something. Um, uh, but like, this is really cool. I've never really heard this hypothesis. Uh, like, like troodontids spread fire as a weapon. Um, and if there's any dinosaur that you could probably do this with, it's probably like troodontids because like they have like the largest brain to body ratio of any non-avian dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Um and this is like a big deal in like the 80s when people were like convinced like, oh, if the extinction didn't happen, we would have uh, dinosauroids. We'd have he- they, 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 these troodontids would evolve into, into yeah, these which would have 100% guys. would have happened for sure. <laughs> and they would have fought giant wars with arson. <laughs> Dang, that's cool. That's kind of cool. I kind of like that speculation. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny that this is like the first time we see a mammal in the entire series in this yeah. segment. And it gets eaten. I have to do the the pointing <laughs> meme face. Oh, it's us! It's us! Oh it's our God. boys! <laughs> the we get killed. One of our ancestors. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh shit! It's our gene pool. <laughs> we came this close. If that guy didn't get eaten, if if the uh, guy behind him got eaten, we ne- we wouldn't exist. We would we would cease. Or maybe we would exist, but like we would grow a third set of teeth. Oh, like hey. that guy had the genes that would make our life so much better that you grow a set of teeth when you're 35 or something. <laughs> when you're 35, it'd be a great time, man. Like you could eat so many gushers and like this monster energy drink, and your teeth would like get fucked up, you know, through your gamer years. And then you turn 35, and you got to be an adult. You get new teeth. Boom. <laughs> wow. This has 30... been my biggest problem with creationists. It's not the fact that they don't have evidence or there's no God or they have a complete misunderstanding of evolution. I'm just like, you mean to tell me that God planned this shit out and we only grow the two set of teeth? You grow one until you're a stupid little kid. And then as soon as like you're like a normal person, you get your teeth and that's it until you die. You get no more teeth. Fuck that. That's dumb. There's no way someone would have set that up. Sharks get 27 million teeth per day. We get we get one set of teeth as an adult. That's stupid. Dumb. <laughs> My least favorite thing about human beings is how few teeth we get. This is, is kind of suck. Yeah, it's a chip. It's just a complete chip. Your teeth can't grow back. You you get no more enamel. You scratch your enamel, it doesn't grow back. It can't be fixed. Mm. What is that? <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's just terrible. I <laughs> need to patch that shit. Well, yeah, and there's 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 some mammals that like their teeth continually grow. Like yeah. that might be good for us. Or... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, human. I think my thing is I think humans should have a pouch. I don't know, might be useful, right? Hey, okay, well, you can vote pouch or you can vote more teeth. Those are your votes. You can go with Trey or me on this one. <laughs> Trey, Trey's whole point is, what if we had a uh, uh, fucking fanny packs? Yeah, 
Put a little what? lightsaber in there. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up about Star Wars. <laughs> I'm in trouble this time. Uh <laughs> are in trouble. Or the second the, the third row, row of teeth, third third set of teeth? Set of teeth. Not like what's a third that, what's row. What's that um uh prehistoric fish that has like the spiral teeth? Oh uh helicorporon. Yeah, I mean we they don't know how to like uh, recreate that thing. They don't really know like what's going on with that <laughs> They're like, I don't know, he has these teeth. I don't we don't know how that works or what he does with it. Like, if humans had that if humans like we opened our mouth and that was just there, that'd be great. Alternate timeline. If we could spit out teeth in a fight. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's pretty Any, cool. Anyway, I'm, anyways. I'm, anyway, anyway, anyway. We're almost at the end. We're almost at the end. There's a, there's a segment with Anarctopelta, which is like an ankylosaur. Um, it's It was doing a sleepover with its, its siblings, right? In yeah. a cave. It's a very pretty was, segment. I like that segment. It's I like very that. I, what I like. So the, these are, those are the big like armored dinosaurs. Yeah. Big pelts on their back, you know, herbivore looking dudes. And so they got like two young brothers and they're like living in a cave and they show like the one part basically where like they both come like into adolescence and they don't want to hang out with each other anymore. <laughs> they're, like, I'm moving on. Yeah. They're like hanging out in the forests, you know, having a good time in the cave. And then they both realize that they need time to like, you know, jack off or whatever they do because they're like 15 oh and they, they, they don't want to hang out with each other anymore <laughs> and so they got to go be men make their own cave so it was like right. it was like it was pretty much like the scene from up where they tell the whole <laughs> the up theme over this yeah oh, i don't even know the up theme right now uh yeah yeah so they climb into the little den for winter and i guess they hibernate yeah. uh yes and then and then we have the final segment, right? We have the the Pachyrhinosaurus segment, which is we have the great show off in the snow, the hunt yes. in the tundra. Yes, yes, in the blizzard, it was pretty cool. We have the timeless struggle between offense and defense. Is that what he said? Is that, that sounds like something no, David Attenborough would say? That's me, oh, bro. It's the writer speaking. That's why I'm on the fucking show. Yeah, you get this commentary from. Yes, yes. We have so we have Pachyrhinosaurus, like a herd of them, stand off against a pack of uh, oh, how did they say it? Nanosaurus. Yeah, so these are three horns, basically. Mm. Um, Relatives with, of Triceratops. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, not it's not science. It's just, if you don't know all dinosaurs' names, these are basically Triceratops dudes, but they have like a large tumor-looking cudgel thing on their head. Mm. Um, so they're big, nasty-looking Triceratops dudes. Pretty cool. And then, uh, and then, like what they're facing up against is a polar tyrannosaur, uh, like a relative of Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah. And uh, they had a, a thicker downy on them. Mm-hmm. They did. I mean, they did. Yeah, yeah. Nanosaurus. Like I've seen people depict it more like a like polar bear because it was in very cold or, conditions. Yeah, which you know is feasible because one of the arguments against um, T Rex or dinosaurs like it keeping its feathers as its age is it's just not. It doesn't make sense thermally, right? Because they just get too hot. Mm-hmm. But but these guys are on Hoth and shit, you know? So it's it's cold. Yeah. So they could use the feathers. Yeah, I think, like, the idea is that... So we know Eutyrannus, um, which was, an, like, a Chinese uh, t- tyrannosaur, was, like, covered in feathers, like, really, really long feathers. And it was living in an environment that wasn't as cold as this. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. if it's colder, it probably has even more feathers covering it. 
that's the argument i think so but there, there's one thing that is um somewhat of a minor speculation mm. but uh, i i from my reading as a layman i i think isn't that justified uh, to this extent as they put kind of quills on these dudes not not the the t-rex but the triceratops family um did, did you notice that yeah, I noticed that they have like tiny little back quills. And with Pachyrhinosaurus, because it's like a polar dwelling animal, mm-hmm. like um, there was a, there's a lot of speculation that it might have been like covered in feathers, um, like very primitive proto feathers, like not the yeah. type that was on the Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. Quills isn't even the right word or feathers, but it's you know it's it's something kind of like that. Yeah, because because we know of like there's Cetacosaurus, which is a relative, um, a distant relative, but a relative that had um. They had quills, like it had a, a tail of quills. So the argument I think there is that like that relative, that distant relative had quills on its tail. So Pachyrhinosaurus might have too. Mm-hmm. Um, and they might have been like defensive, I guess. Uh, these are like, they're not really like they're quill like feathers, quill like filaments. Um, it's uh, There's a lot of debate because Clint yeah. Dromaeus messed everything up. And we don't know if like these are homologous with dinosaur, like with tr- like theropod feathers so we don't uh, know. these guys were in your walking with dinosaurs show right your beloved show. uh pachyrhinosaurus i pachyrhinosaurus was in the walking with dinosaurs movie i think okay not the show we don't talk about the movie oh because <laughs> it's, it's, like was... it's like the avatar movie <laughs> you guys sure love that walking with dinosaurs i i listened to a couple other people's opinions on on um prehistoric planet and like every single person around your age mentioned walking with dinosaurs because it's so child we grew up yeah. on that stuff that's it, why i tweeted it like it's like <laughs> you guys talking about the first time you heard the beatles or something everyone's like oh my god walking with dinosaurs nothing nothing's messed, matched it with me and maybe that's like my nostalgia goggles on yeah we'll see nothing has i really, I really like the show so i'm not making fun of the show like it's a great show like yeah you know i'm giving it an a I, I just, agree with you that like everybody treats it like gospel though. Yeah. I was just a little older when it came out, so I liked it, but it wasn't like as defining for me. So I'm not like so emotionally attached to it. So it's just kind of funny, like hearing like kids a little younger than me be like, Oh my fucking God, this yeah. is the show that invented dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. If I, yeah, if I would say, yeah, that's, that's a show that like really left an emotional impact on me as a kid, like really because defining to, thing to me, you know, like, Jurassic Park came out when I was like five or six, right? And so then I got all the books and stuff from the library that had like illustrated dinosaurs in it and stuff. So like my like deep dive into what I remember the most to know about is that kind of stuff. So right. We didn't have CG models yet. You know, PlayStation 1 was just coming out. So <laughs> PlayStation 1. Yeah, little... that's true. That's, that's little... what was going on. <laughs> Why with dinosaurs? When was walking? Why with dinosaurs? With two, th- it was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, so yeah. No, PlayStation. Yeah, Fi- Final Fantasy Nine was coming out. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so people brought up that how so like if so if Pachyrhinosaurus like dinosaurs like it didn't have feathers like how come they could survive in these freezing conditions? Um, and I've seen like arguments about it where like they dealt with it with behavior. Like they could survive, like they could seek shelter and like huddle together in the cold. Um, Cause you're right. Like, like, cause when I think about like, okay, polar animals, like I think of something covered in like insulating, fe- like fur or feathers. Well, like, blubber. Blubber is an option. I guess blubber. Yeah. Yeah. A layer of fat. Yeah. Yeah. They had a layer I mean, of fat. Probably. A lot of polar animals are just fat sausagey fucks. Right. Cause like, yeah. 
they, they store all that food, which is good because they don't they're not able to always get a lot of calories. So they can store it up in their body and then that also, you know, insulates from the the weather. And then they also have oils a lot of times that protect them from the the wetness and cold for that. Not that these guys had that necessarily. I don't think there's any evidence they did, but I'm saying, you know, there's other adaptive things other than having a coat. Yeah. 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 I think that's the point. Yeah. Yeah, they were fatty or that they like huddled together a lot or like hibernated or yeah. Cause, cause people have noted that like, it, like captive rhinos and elephants and like hippos are able to survive in like freezing temperatures. Um, it, it, like, I don't advise it. Like, don't do it. Like, don't, yeah, don't do uh, it. If, really if you're wrong. at home and you have a hippo, um, please <laughs> remember if you're cold, they're cold. So bring them inside. <laughs> they can they can survive a little bit they, they're not like screwed because they don't have if you make a hippo mad it will just kill you oh like, my god they're so scary you ain't mistreating a hippo it'll fuck you <laughs> up oh my god have you seen like the videos of like hippos chasing after like boats and like they catch yeah. up and you're like oh my god yeah you just die hippos are <laughs> just the biggest bastards on this planet they're like mean for like literally no reason yeah like, they're they... just honoring well i think they're mean because they you know they they evolved in Africa with a bunch of large predators. That's so true. they're just like not putting up with no shit, man. They're awesome. I love hippos. hippos they feed cool. hippos like pumpkins and stuff at the zoo. And I just watch <laughs> it and clap. I'm just like, fuck yes. <laughs> Hippo. <laughs> if, if you ever come hang out in Seattle, I'll take you to the zoo. We'll just watch the hippos, man. They're awesome. Okay. I'm down. We I'm also down. have tapers up here. Super you, have t- cool. you have tapers? Oh, yeah, because awesome. I mean, they they don't look like they're something that should be alive. They're plasticine era animal, and like they just walk around. And you just look at them, and it's freaking awesome, man. Like, oh, that's so a- cool. anyway, that has nothing to do with this. Yeah, uh, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. We just go on <laughs> no, tangent no. after tangent. But anyway, yeah, like these two species clash in the blizzard, and it's all dramatic. It's like muskox and wolves in modern day. They're all huddled, and eventually the Nenexauruses uh, get the better of, of one of the, the Pachyrhinosauruses yeah. and eats them, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, and then it's sad. Ends on a the, sad note, I guess. Or I guess a happy note for the Nenexauruses. Well, the, uh, Nature. the predators, um, predators stalk its prey through the freezing tundra <laughs> until finally, using strength and numbers, they cross the treacherous river although it in itself is a predator to these animals but they must brave it if they are to survive as a unit however one large male is isolated and attacked and eventually succumbs to the pack hunting of its pursuer so that happens um yeah, so they get split up. They have to go across the fucking river, and they do the Oregon Trail thing, where they chuck the wagon and make it past. And I guess you don't know Oregon Trail, huh? You're, you're, I, I know Oregon Trail. You know of it. You died in the river or whatever. You got this. Yeah, you have to go to the river, and you got to chuck the wagon <laughs> or try to ford the river, and you fucking die. <laughs> um, so they basically do that to get away from these dudes who are pursuing them. And then there's one large male who's there by himself, and He's getting three for one, you know, so he's just like GG's basically and he dies. Oh, poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah, there's a lot of death, I guess, in this episode. Now, cold. I was looking up this pack hunting behavior, right? Mm-hmm. 
because they they show this a lot with theropods or this pack hunting thing. You know, Jurassic Park does it, and you know, like some lots of real animals do it. And if you're looking at what we're watching, we're basically watching wolves hunt elk, right? Mm. Like it's almost the exact same niche. You could replace the wolves that you could replace these animals with wolves and elk, and it would be the exact same scene. Um, I don't think anything would be different. So, like, it's pretty relatable that they would hunt in packs. But like, I was kind of looking at events, and there's some arguments against this idea. You know that they have some of these um, theropods that like they were analyzing them because you know we can tell what things um a creature's been eating by like you know the carbon types in its teeth and stuff right Mm -hmm. and like they showed that they were eating pretty distinct food from each other which might suggest that they weren't always you know out hunting and eating the same meals they weren't having dinner and watching tv together you know they were kind of just eating whatever they wanted to (laughs) but you know there's still a lot of arguments that they did do this stuff and i i I think it's it's very plausible to me what yeah, do you think? Ray? I think so too. I think like so like there's a lot of arguments for pack hunting. Um I think like people think of it like like a lot of people think of it as like a zero sum game like oh they were completely solitary or they hunted in packs all the time. Yeah, that's a good there's, point. There's there's some there's some species that like they aggregate like they're they're not necessarily like like they'll hunt in packs but only at specific times and then they'll split up. Mm-hmm. Um which is something that can do cuz I know like hawks do that and um crocodiles and stuff um so i could see that it's like it's hard to say like because like what you're you're looking for behavior in the fossils and that that's just not really preserved um i think there was definitely some species that that hunted in packs or lived in family groups like i think tyrannosaurs it's pretty for certain that they lived in family groups together based on like like the nuzzle yeah, they like to nuzzle, and then like they, you find them with their kids sometimes, and whole like family groups. So I, I like how uh, this show basically, they're like, what should we do with T Rexes? They're like, what if they kissed? <laughs> Make them kiss. <laughs> Make them kiss. That's that's basically what the show did. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it's completely possible they hunted in packs. I'm just pointing out that we don't know that for sure, right? It's not a wild speculation. I think it's pretty reasonable. So. Yeah. And just remember, like, I am not a dinosaur expert. Uh, you know, I there's a lot I could still know about dinosaurs. I try to follow this stuff the best I can. I really like it. I've had fun watching the show. I'm just kind of leaning my opinions on this stuff. But, like, you know, there's a lot more things I know a lot more about than this kind of dinosaur. So I'm sure there's some great paleontologists that give reactions to the show check out their opinion but i just thought it'd be really fun to talk about this with trey i know some people wanted us to so i hope people enjoy our conversation on these episodes even though you know it's not probably the best science and and greatest takes in the universe so yeah yeah we try our best we try our best like i'm like not a huge dinosaur expert well you're you're Um, probably better than me but um together we we can talk about dinosaurs and penis hair and all kinds of issues (laughs) that are related (laughs) related to dinosaurs in some way, and by in some way, I mean something reminded me of something, and I started talking about something else. <laughs> yes, that's very true. If you, I hope you guys enjoy us. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks shit. for listening to the Plastic Lazy Tour <laughs> podcast. It is a very good podcast. It's very on point. It's very rational and science-based. It's not ranty. It's never off-topic, and we do not talk about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. 
I've been bad this episode. <laughs> you've you've had a tough week. I forgive you. <laughs> I was I'm all over the place, but it, 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 we're good. We got an episode knocked out here. Yeah, we got an episode knocked out, <laughs> and uh, I don't have too much editing to do. I think I'm just I'm, I'm gonna leave a lot of the rants in. <laughs> gonna, leave, gonna leave them in. Oh, I just want to apologize, people. It's me. It's me. <laughs> Forgive Miles. Oh. Like he, it was me. I'm I'm just rambling a lot. <laughs> it's okay. We had a weird time. We normally do the show um early in the day but trey had a family thing and then i had a meatball marinara thing and you know kind of messed up our our swing and i'm drinking this fucking laser soup over here and it's it's just (laughs) terrible i do not like it i i just i needed to wake up man wake me up (laughs) (laughs) well man the the girls in high school who did flag you know Mm. um they did flag to that song of course what? And like, I mean, because it's the only song you can do flag to. And I had to hear that song like five or six times a day because we hung out in the Rose Garden, which is the place where like all the queer kids and all the nerds would hang out together in our little alliance. And like we were playing Magic or D&D or whatever. And like the, the flag girls are right outside right behind the brick wall playing that song over and over and over again. It's terrible. <laughs> There's um. There's a, oh my gosh, there's a early YouTube video that's a like AMV edited of like a Walking with Dinosaurs, Anomalocaris that has that song over it. Wake me like, up, wake me it's up. so funny because it's like, hilarious. it was totally done unironically. Like they were like, this is going to be badass with Anomalocaris. <laughs> <laughs> there's a video of the like YMS crew singing that song. Like, your, your movies suck, guys. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Anyway, um, yes. so that was this one. Next time, we only have one episode left of Preezy's, uh, what is it? Resort Plastic Plasius Podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah, one episode left of that. So I think <laughs> we'll probably just do that for our story and then go back to Monster Quest. Yeah, I think so too. I really miss just saying Monster Quest. I, I kind of miss, like, I miss Monster Quest. This, yeah. this is good, but it doesn't, it doesn't like. Monster because it's Quest not as stupid. Like, monster, you know? I know, yeah. Monster, like, I, I like. I don't like competent things. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So our biggest criticism of this episode and this show altogether is that they try really hard, do a good job. It's too competent. Just, it's not as great for content. You know? Yeah. Um, how, how often can you just say like, oh, it was really good. And... <laughs> so I guess I rate these episodes um, uh, 7.5 and then I'll give the ice one an 8. I'm just going to give the ice one an 8 too. Yeah. Yeah. I like the ice one quite a bit. Um I, I I still have my one criticism that I make of the show where a lot of times the animals are just in exact niches behaving exactly how animals do today. They're just dinosaurs, which, again, I get because it ups the plausibility and it's probably somewhat accurate. But it also I'm kind of just like I've seen this before. You're just like right. popping the dinosaurs. You know? Right. I'm like, eh, eh. Eh, yeah, I feel the same way. The, fr- the freshwater episode, well, parts of it were really cool, but I actually think it kind of failed on its premise. You know, mm. it was not a freshwater episode. We were kind of it, it didn't utilize its premise. I mean, it, it's hard for me to say something negative when we got like stink butt and then Beelzebufu in the same episode because those guys are great. You know, like th- those are those are those are my boys. Those are the guys I want to go to war with. But, you know, I need to see a newt mm. like I need a newt or a weird little water bug or something. Also, they had a bunch of modern grasses. In some of those scenes, 
I thought that they that did. Was kind of bullshit. That's uh, like the, the the grass debate has been a thing for a long time. Like walking with dinosaurs. There was I say we huge... legalized it. We legalized it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, did you guys have you guys legalized it? Yeah, it's legal up here. Oh, me no, no. We're West Coast, baby. We are not me. South, deep South, man. You're not allowed to smoke the devil's grass. Yeah, we we got abortion. We got weed. We got the gays. <laughs> we got everything. Oh. I envy you. Dang. Maybe I'll join you someday. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the show. Um, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, really appreciate you guys. Uh, thanks for voting on the bug story. I had a fun time telling that. Mm-hmm. Um, we also owe everybody the Prince of Egypt thing. Um, we'll try to get that going pretty soon. I think we'll... I don't know, Trey. We, we got to talk about doing that. We got to set a timetable. Yeah, yeah. I'm... I'm... I'm good. I'll be out of town, I think. Oh, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. But, you know, um, in August, we'll try to get uh, probably one show out instead of two because I have two big conventions I have to go to. Mm-hmm. I have to go to Chicago and everything like that. Um, so big time for my comic books. But we'll definitely get one out. And so thanks for listening to the show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Sorry we rambled a lot. Um, if you want to hear our thoughts about Cora, we can maybe add that on the <laughs> Uh, I'd be down to talk about Avatar. I love Avatar. Yeah, um, yeah we'll probably, maybe we'll bring a guest on next time. See what they're thinking about. Restore Planet and we'll be Yeah, awesome. Until then, uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Said.